pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The ESPN San Antonio Audio Vault is powered by AA Best Bail Bonds. 210-225-2121. Or online at mybestbailbonds.com. KZDC, San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN, AM 1250 and 94.5 FM. Uh. Rob Thompson, Rudy J, R and R in the morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. R and R in the morning, a Thursday edition, an almost there edition. He's Rudy. I'm Rob. Carl Schoenig back in the morning after going and spending some time with the, you know, the hot shots. Oh, yeah, that's how right. How was your stint yeah, how the was, yesterday how does, afternoon, Carl? How was the switch up for you? The best part was that I got to sleep past 3 a.m. So, yeah. Where's that? Cushy mm-hmm. so, afternoon job. Sleeping in was better than actually working with those two fools? Mm, yeah, I'm going to okay. have to say so. Sorry, Jason and Joe. Love you, but... <laughs> I love sleep more. <laughs> well, it was a good show. Thanks. I enjoyed it. Me too. Got Katie Goodman coming real quick about 7.15. I didn't even know this until Monday. But we got World Cup stuff happening. Qualifier in full effect, right? Yep. El Salvador and, of all places, of course, Columbus, Ohio. Which is our Olympic village for pretty much Team USA. Pretty much. We expected to win this one? That's why we called Katie. Okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Morning, no, we should. Hey, sound off, early birds. We want to see you. Katie Goodman going to be here in about 15 minutes as we look forward to the uh, USA El Salvador game going off at 6 o'clock today up in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, Spurs uh, go down last night to a very good Memphis basketball team. Let's give some cred to a team that uh, I, I wouldn't want to play yeah. them. The thing, the thing that I noticed about leading up to Wednesday is just like give my ear to the streets whether it be social my buddies family jaws like he's box office meaning like you know people are mm-hmm. not i mean not scrambling because you can always get a ticket but people are like i want to go see jaw yeah i want to go see jaw mm-hmm. like, i want to go see jaw like it's and and again memphis has had good teams but they never had a player like, like i wasn't rushing out and, and i like conley i liked mark gasol I like Tony Allen. Yeah, but, but I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't like, hey, yeah. Wednesday night, Jaws. Like, yeah, Wednesday night, Jaws coming in town. No, I mean, you know, Wednesday night, Mike Conley's coming in town. I got to get a ticket. No, they finally have a guy that's box office, and uh, he lived up to it. <laughs> he, lived, he lived up to it. He dropped forty-one on us, man. He's a he's a load. Offensive rebounding. Yeah. Well, we actually had one more than they did, but we still gave up two minutes. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. had 13. They had 12. They had second chance points. I don't know what yeah, it was. Yeah, second chance awful. points things. Yeah. We spent a lot of time on the Memphis offensive side of the court. And the refs also spotted them six that points with three bad one. calls at there the was, end of the game. You know, that, but that comes with winning. 
Winning breeds respect. Losing, you, you bre- thought those were bad calls? Uh, two of them were. Yeah, I, I thought even a couple of them could have gone on Jaw. At best, they were no calls. Yeah. But he's getting superstar treatment, yeah, so there's nothing you can do about it. Two of them were definite. Oh well, I mean, it is what that is when you're dealing with Jaw. They're a good team, and we're not. I still think that they're, they're, this team is about to rip off a nice little run. I think we're going to stack more wins than losses over the next month. You've been you've been steadfast on that. Well, we're about to hit the we're rodeo. Getting close. About to hit the rodeo. We're getting close. We're getting closer and closer to the playoff uh, weekend. This is a, it's what been is it, a, Thursday. I think last both games are Sunday this week. Yeah, right? they're okay. both on Sunday. Okay, and it's been a strange week because it, there's so many factors that have come into this. One is whenever there's turmoil in Dallas, it supersedes everything but the Super Bowl. It feels like from the national perspective. Of course, it and we're seeing more about Sean Payton's imminent retirement and booth booth seat than we are about San Francisco's offense. It used to be clockwork. Jerry would drop some major news yeah. Super Bowl week when they weren't in it. But I do believe because Buffalo's out, and it felt so much like a Super Bowl game that there was a little bit of a hangover. That this week has been kind of like okay, we had such a spectacular weekend. How could it even begin to measure up this weekend? So I think we're guardedly hopeful, but expecting that this probably won't be as good a weekend as tight a finishes with field goals and overtimes and things like that. And no one's giving the Bengals a chance. Or for the most part, I'm not sure. I don't know who's giving who a chance, but... No one's giving the Bengals a chance. No, no one's giving them a chance. Now, the San Fran uh, Rams game will be good, but again, we had three walk-offs last week. I don't know how you top that. Like we don't, I think that it's a coin toss, Rams 49ers. But again, are you going to get three walk offs or was it four? I can't. No, it's three walk offs. Yeah, it was three walk offs in an overtime. Right. Well, shoot, that's a walk off. Yeah, so but, four walk offs. I don't know if you can top that. But then I think the other part is like we feel like we watched the Super Bowl in Kansas City. Like we, it used to be that way in basketball for the longest. Like who who's going to win, Spurs or Lakers? Because this is the finals. It, 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 we'll <laughs> talk a lot about it. And certainly the coaching carousel news broke 15 minutes ago that the uh, Denver Broncos have hired. We're going to are we going to play TMZ? Are we going to play matchmaker with this to? hire? Well, we we began this process yeah. just about a year ago with Aaron Rodgers. We're just we put it on hold for the season, but now the fun begins. We get to do it again. Yeah, I feel like we're about to. It feels it feels t. Um, His OC is now the head coach at Denver. Uh, Aaron Rodgers' actress girlfriend is fiance. Uh, uh, fiance uh, re- resides in Boulder. You Here connect we the go. dots. Here We're we going to connect the dots. Uh, James Pledger connected four last night. <laughs> he did. You want to talk about random? Random is all a get. James Pledger is uh, went to the Spurs game on the uh, on the dime, I guess, of his roommate's uh, company tickets. They were nice, really those, good. Those seat. Right behind seats. the bench, yeah. So of course he's uh coming in that corporate door where they give you a manicure on the way in and you know hand you bags of caviar before you sit down. They ask the corporate types, the front row types, to go play the game. So he got to you know because it wasn't a long walk from that fantastic seat to get onto the court, and he got to go out there and play Connect Four. He won. Yeah, you you shoot the you know because now the like at a Dave and Buster whatever they have it where you get the basketballs and you you play Connect Four at the basketball. You got to make the shot. So for those that don't know. And no, I've never seen it. And then go to games. Yeah, it's like basketball connect for the ball's green. No, it kind of light this. It's a regular basketball, but it lights up. It looked weird. It lit, okay. it lit up green and red because I didn't get to see it. It's, oh, because you still have us muted on WhatsApp because you big time us. 
we brought, Carl put it on WhatsApp. You got to unmute it. No, I I can't. See, no, I saw it on the video. I didn't get to see it live because oh, it was no, in a commercial it break. Oh, no, I didn't see it live. And it, and it, I didn't. Carl's see it live. on the commercial free version of. <laughs> Carl has the good. So, Carl got the the premium league pass. He's rich, and he's using some kind of spy software so that the, no one knows where he lives. What is that? The VPN. The VPN I, stuff. I am all over the world, so no one can ever actually track me. You'd um, be surprised. We can find you. I'm into Ozark now. I mean, I'm right here right now. People, no, people know can, where I am. Yeah, yeah, we mm-hmm. can find you. I can find somebody that can find you, Carl. I'm connected. You get into Ozark, you start getting into international shell corporations and you know overnight exactly. transfers and VPNs and whatnot. Could you could you money launder if someone need, if the cartel came to you and said, Rob, we're going to kill you if you don't launder this hundred for us? Could you do it? I assume I could do a lot of things under the threat of death. <laughs> I know. I'd be a, I don't know how well I'd, I'd do just it. Be, I'd be a dead dog. No, no I think way. I could. You think you could do it? Yeah. You think you could be Marty Bird? I think I could. Well, I could find somebody who might Marty's help. a wizard. He is a wizard. And his wife is a psychopath. His wife is a gangster. I, I have come She's to the a realization. Gangster. I love her. That woman scares me. She is a gangster. I would be No hor- spoilers, Carl. Don't worry. No spoilers, I would be no terrified to be married to that woman. You know, and that's always how it works, though, in that situation. Like, she's like, I can't believe you would put our family in this situation. And then, and then right. next thing you know, like, get out of the way. In just woman fashion, like, all right, you know what? If this is what we're going to do, we're going to do it we're right. We're going to do this right, so get out of the way. <laughs> that woman would kill you and walk away. Just never give you a second I love, thought. I love her. So you got to make exact. Woo! When you're already in, you're already in. So act as if, right? Uh-huh. That's what you told me, Rob. It's true. Act it's as true. if. But as is usual, no spoilers. The icy fierceness of a woman frightens the the mess Ooh, out of me. Whoa, be careful! <laughs> be careful. There was a moment in last night's show. I turned to my wife and said, "That woman's crazy." No, she, she is. is. She's, she's been legit crazy since the season three. Like she was like, you know what? Forget it. We're yep, gangsters. I am all. We're in. mobsters. Let's get it. Not well. That concludes our Michael Jimenez. Movie, by the way, the movie rating yesterday, I hope everybody tuned in. For Urban Cowboy, gave it a B+. Cowboy. It was a B+, which I, um, I'm i glad my wife didn't see that because she would have written him off. You know what? I, I thought it, sh- I thought it's it was an a. A, it's an a for me, an a. but I'm not mad at a B+. No, I'm not. I'm not. Because it's also a product of the time. And you really see, had that's to be what I'm part saying. of the time to tr- or be near or know people that were products of the time. I don't think Menace has any idea what the uh, late 70s, early 80s was like. So you don't no. really have an idea of how true to form that truly was. Right. Yeah, th- that's another thing. Like, with the way the movie looks. What about the Pam sissy debate? I think Pam won. Because everybody, like I told him, everybody's so shallow. I went sissy, but whatever. But I, I'm I'm almost positive the, the poll, because Pam was out and running quick. <laughs> and and for good reason. Good reason. High rise, oil money. And all the Smoking hot. I get it. Buy a new shirt. Yeah, got you a new shirt. I don't need you buying me nothing. (laughs) Whatever. Uh, Dr. Jason Garrett's going to be here at 9.15. We're going to talk injuries. We missed him yesterday, and it's always so much fun to talk with him. We want to make sure we had an opportunity to get him on before the playoffs this weekend and the Spurs charge out of town for a rodeo road trip. Uh, Over where I live, they're having the... What? the, uh, there's There's a FFA barn close to where I live. And one of the rights of a winter or, or early winter, late fall, um, before the rodeo is everybody, all the high schools gather at the FFA barn close to my house. Mm-hmm. I believe it's the Gerlock barn. 
they're all lined up up and down the streets. They're judging. They're getting all their oh, FFA got you. animals in. It's a it's a it's a right of winter. It tells me that the rodeo is here, which also tells me that the Spurs are imminent to leave for this long trip. All you got to do is go to the AT and T and the, the the smell changes. Yes, the smell is drastically different for it. like at least the two three weeks after the rodeo's gone. You can still smell. The dirt. Yeah, you know, they saved that the dirt a lot. Why you should? It's good for your grass. Well, no, they they put it back in the barn and they roll it back out next year. They use the oh, same dirt gotcha. over and over. Why recycle the dirt? It's yeah. good dirt. I do like. Um, I enjoy bull. I enjoy bull riding. That's why you would enjoy Yellowstone. The move because my, my granddad series. had a couple bulls. Did, really? Yeah. The, I was like, too young to like stud but, bulls, or did they ride them? No, like stud bulls. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. What were they like? Whiteface, Charlet Brahma. I don't know to ask my mom. I Angus? can't like. It's like it's like foggy because I was little. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he had bulls. I grew up. My father had my my father grew up on a dairy farm. Oh, you, yes. And uh, the bull was always you know kind of a big deal. You come from city. That's a huge deal. And, you know, it's a bull. Kind of, my grandfather always had Brahma bulls. Mm. Those are the ones with that big old hump on their back. Yeah, white ones with the the mean. That's yeah, they mean. mean. There was a, we'd always try to play what? like we were bullfighters, try to get in, we'd get into the, get into the pen, see if we could make the bull charge at us and see if we could jump Are through you the fence. crazy? Yeah. That's why men don't live as long as yeah, women. Yeah, exactly. Wow, Rob. Learn something new about you every day. Oh, well, you're eight. Yeah. Wasn't like I was what far up, from the fence. I didn't, I mean, it wasn't like I was. <laughs> It felt like a you're long like, way. You're like a leg. I probably had one leg yeah, out. Yeah, one leg out the fence. My my grandfather had a cattle prod. Oh, to get him through the shoots. Ever been hit with a cattle prod? Hell That'll no. wake you up in the morning. No, but I had uncles and cousins that have the uh, like Omega Sci-Fi brand. Oh, my cousin Joe. God bless Joe. Yeah, he had the brand. I a couple witnessed, other cousins. I witnessed had the brand. that happening. To That's crazy, right? I always was like, man, y'all are different. That's like you're burning there yourself. There is a right? very unique smell. What? So the flesh burning? Yes. I've never been around. The likes of which cannot be duplicated, nor do I ever want to smell mm. that again. You're not branded? No. With your fraternity? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> if that would have been part of it, I would have been what they known as what is known as a GDI, and you can figure that out. <laughs> because <laughs> so what's part of this? Yeah. Branding? No. Branding. I'm gonna go uh there's probably a business fraternity up the street that'll. That's what I feel like the franchise tag is. Hey, like a franchise tag, like, like they just hit you with the cattle brand. Like you're ours for two years, buddy. <laughs> Sorry, that's, that's what man. the franchise tag is like. It's like a brand you with the big old FT cattle brand <laughs> franchise tag. You're stuck. You're keeping us. Maybe yeah. maybe we could turn that into another comma on the contract. Right. But you're stuck. Hey, Team USA gets back at it as we're trying to head toward the the uh, World Cup next. Well, this year actually qualifying happening right now. Let's find out where we stand and what we got to do from our expert Rock the Mic finalist, Katie Goodman, joining us. Katie, welcome aboard. Glad to have you out. Thank you. How's it going this morning, Katie? How are you doing now? For those that follow you on social, you uh. You had a pretty rough soccer accident. <laughs> you tried to give yourself a concussion. I think you did give yourself a concussion. I, w- you still need to go get that checked out. How is how's that? Really going to bring that up right now. <laughs> I, I, I mean, it, you put it on social, so then this is it's world yeah. it's world news. Once you put it on social, depending on the algorithm you know, it hits. How's your eye? How's your head? 
Oh, it's good. You know, that's I do that for street cred. So you got to get your street cred. To mess with me on the field. Yeah, it's like exactly. Kobe going no, to the Rucker. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, what's funny is I got really good at makeup for about two weeks. I became Pablo Picasso. I had to learn how to blend out colors, cancel out blues and purples and greens. And it's finally faded quite a bit. So it's almost back to the normal makeup routine. But my goodness, for a minute there, I would have to stare at my face for like two hours in the mirror. And I was sick of it. I was sick of it, sick of it. So anyway, I'm really glad that that's over. Um, I did get an MRI, I mean, excuse me, a CT. So no concussion or brain bleed. So we're awesome. good to go there. Just prolonged symptoms. So oh. just having to sit out for a little bit longer. But for the Respect. most part, I'm functioning. I'm good. Yeah. Well, you never took a day off afterwards. Bang anybody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are you, you're young, Katie. Have you seen Urban Cowboy? I have. Yeah. Pops? Uh, it's only because my sisters are older, are so you, they're really, really into that. Are you Team Pam or Team Sissy? Sissy. Thank you. <laughs> Sissy's ride or die. Sissy's a ride or die. Right? And she can tow your car it's home if you break down, which was, it's <laughs> always, true, it's always a benefit. And I bet Sissy's the type that would get a black eye playing some soccer. There you go. I, I, I would identify. Birds of a feather. Yeah. All right, big game. Yeah. Yeah. Your car home, though. That's not my thing. <laughs> Me either. Is this a big game? I mean, how big is yeah, El Salvador what, what got in the know? grand scheme of things? Is it do or die? It's So here's the thing. We're kind of in the middle of the World Cup qualifiers. We still have six games left. Mm. If we don't beat El Salvador, we really kind of don't deserve to go to the World Cup. We got to beat them. Let's Damn, don't that. be so and mean. Good night. I know. Am okay. I into concussion doing this? Okay. But, okay. Uh, well, Katie, it, it begs <laughs> the question. Everything on the concussion. This does beg the question. Do they deserve to go? I mean, is this a soccer team uh, that is adequate to at least be competitive to maybe threaten in pool play? Or is this just another one of the teams that we've grown to expect over the last 10 years? Mm. Right. <laughs> well, I absolutely think they deserve to go. Okay. I think they're going to take a win with El Salvador. They have given Canada a lot of a lot of hell recently. They've beat them in the past. A lot of whether we win against Canada depends on if we're on our home turf or away. That pretty much always almost indicates whether it's a win or a loss because of the climate. Um, and when it comes to El Salvador, they're just one of those teams that they can get a little tricky. They can kind of just sneak it in easily um, off the wing. And so it's one of those things where if we're not coming out pretty strong within the first 10, 15 minutes, you're going to know. You're going to know that this is not going to be a good game. Um, so, yeah, we have three games this week. We have this Ecuador, week? Canada, Honduras. Okay. Yeah, it'll, yeah it'll within see. the next seven days. How is that? Are they all days. qualifiers? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's like, there's that's a total br- of six qualifiers left. <laughs> that's brutal in the, in the world of soccer because uh, for, the persons, for the people that don't follow soccer, like, there's no coming out of the game and getting a quick breather to get ready for the fourth quarter. In soccer, once they take you out, you're done for the game. So to play three games in seven days for soccer, your studs have to go 90. So how do they, how do they juggle that? How do they juggle that? And where and where are aren't we in first right now as it stands? Are we still in first in our group? We're in second. We're okay. in second place. We're one point behind Canada and one point ahead of Mexico. Okay. So it's one of those things where if we don't beat the 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 lower ranked teams at home, just 
you know, I wouldn't say give it up, but it's going to be a lot harder to get uh, into the World Cup if we don't just win the easy games. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, yeah, it's one of those things where a lot of it depends on. So, for example, I've, I've read a lot about this and they're really putting all of their best players forward for these home games because they know they have to win these ones mm -hmm. in order to progress. Whereas Canada, they know it's going to be hard either way. So you're probably going to see a couple of um, other forwards get chances, maybe not starting, but getting a lot of minutes in because they need to make sure that they win that game against Honduras in the end. And um, yeah, and it's one of those things at the end of seven days, they may not look tired, but they are. That's where you're going to have a lot yeah. of simple, easy mistakes and things like that. So, well, What's our depth yeah, like? Do, do we have the kind of depth that can stand a three-game week like this? I believe we do. I believe we do. Uh, we have Brendan Aronson. We have Pulisic. We have Ricardo Pepe. We have so many really strong forwards. Mm -hmm. I think we're going to be we're going to be okay. Um, the only thing is we have Matt Turner in the goal, and he has conceded three goals within the last five games, which is kind Gee. of a lot considering. That's a lot. And yeah, and so they wanted to replace him with Zach Steffen, but Zach Steffen is having back issues. So it's one of those things where, especially when you're getting uh, into later in the season in the European leagues, and then you have World Cup qualifiers going on, that's where you see all of these injuries. Tim Weah is just barely making it back with um, after his hamstring pool. But he apparently played like 60 minutes in his last uh, game. So mm -hmm. I think he'll be okay. But you're not going to see him playing full 93 games in a row. She is Katie Goodman, our soccer analyst. Make sure you're following her on Twitter. I am Katie Goodman. Uh, now, tell us, I, I don't know enough about the coaching situation. Is is the coach in good stead? Is this one of those, we don't qualify, you're gone, and we're going to reevaluate where you are? Where do we stand at least in the, in the uh, administration of Team USA? Oh man, that is hard to say because things have been so unpredictable mm -hmm. and he, his style of play is very, very American. And while we want to be very true to our American heritage, maybe it doesn't hurt to bring in an outside source from other countries uh, to help us in that way. But right? So it didn't work with Clint. Well, did, I didn't think Klinsman should have been fired, but did it, do they feel like we've been down that road already? Do we want to do it again? Yeah, I mean, it, it's so hard to say because, um, you know, the World Cup is four years apart. True. And so it's, it's, there's so much time that happens in between, and you just kind of, the national team gets these little games here and there. They don't have all of this time to train together like an MLS or European right. League team. So it is really hard for these national team coaches mm -hmm. to really take something and really make it cohesive and move it forward. So... I don't know. I think that if you see him lose to El Salvador or Honduras, if you, if they don't make World Cup qualify, or excuse me, if they don't make the World Cup, he's gone. He, he might get canned. Yeah. And he just got there, right? He hadn't been there that he long. For a while. He was, okay. Yeah, he was there for the last World okay. Cup. Um, and he did okay. He did okay. You know, um, but so I don't know. I, I think. Uh, it's still one of those things, high pressure, high intense situations. So if he doesn't make things happen, or if you continue to see them losing really weird games, you know, like El Salvador, or Honduras, then um, then that's going to be an, an issue. Um, but what I love is Pulisic actually was quoted in an interview. He was talking about how people, all teams, hate to play Americans, whether they're great, whether they're terrible teams, and it's because we're so physical. We have that American spirit. We're always 
mixing mm. things up. You never know what's going to happen. Um, so I really do love that perspective. It seems to be kind of the energy coming from the team. And they're really not even worried about Canada right now. They're just trying to focus on El Salvador and taking home those easy wins. So uh, let me get this straight. So the American version of soccer is we're a little bit more physical and not quite as precise would that be the term yeah i don't know if i agree with that because i don't quite understand it so (laughs) and when we talk about the european style and the american style and what we we should be playing uh describe what the european style is for those of us that are unaware it's beautiful right so um americans tend to be very physical fast they get up outside the wingers you're going to see more long balls whereas brazilian soccer might be more ticky-tocky so small triangles here and there kind of moving in little little pockets throughout the field mm-hmm. whereas european soccer uses the full horizontal of the field you'll see a lot of switching you'll see a lot of in and out yeah so and, and what are we good at key differences there we're good at kicking it up um, down, all the way down the field and then chasing it which is why so we're still behind soccer we're, yeah we're, which we're, is why we're behind so we go one-on-one kick it deep get a couple <laughs> athletes out there and see if they can is that uh, yes. am i describing yes. it appropriately i mean it's close, but I don't want to go that hard. Okay. On them okay. You know, they, they're pretty good at getting wide, getting some good crosses in. Like, you know, Pulisic is amazing. He's been playing uh, for Chelsea for so long, so he's bringing some of Texan, that. Texan, right? Isn't he a Texan? Him. Is he from uh, Texas? Yeah, yeah, I think he's a Dallas kid. Yeah. Good old Texas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Starting FC Dallas. So did Pepe, and now Pepe's going to the Bundesliga. So. Bundesliga. Nice. We need those. Yes. Uh, no disrespect to the MLS, Katie. I know you follow them. But, you know, if we're going to get over the hump and get to a quarterfinal, semifinal, our guys have to play with the big boys. They have to. You can't go from Absolutely. MLS playing the World Cup. It's just, it's, it, it just don't weigh out. It doesn't, it's not going to work. To not- I totally agree. But I have to play devil's advocate here. Okay. Every time we get a really good player, they're pulled off to these European leagues. So then we get this rap of not being a great league, but yet we're pumping out all of these great True. players in the academy so it's True. not that what we're bringing up here is bad it's just that the talent is being pulled away which again i don't think is bad we do need that european influence we need to we need more chances to play against these teams and bring our level up um i would love to see one day where where our u.s men's national team squad has 20 or 25 european players versus 14 so but then at the same time how does the mls ever grow so we you know, you're chasing your tail. It's also right, but I don't know if you guys heard this. Insignia just signed a 13 million dollar contract with Toronto, and they're like the 13th team. They were ranked 13th in the in the league. Um, so that's a huge thing because he was the captain of the Italian national team. This guy is not going out. He's actually in his prime. So that's a really huge. Deal. Yeah, because most of the time they're um, old when they come over. Yeah, that's a great point. Mm-hmm. Great point, Katie. Mm-hmm. Katie Goodman joining us. Absolutely. If you're looking for something to cheer for tonight, 6 o'clock, USA, take it on El Salvador. You can check it on ESPN+. Plus. Make sure you're following Katie on the, on the uh, socials. It's always a pleasure catching up, Katie. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Good to see you. Katie Goodman right here. You're yeah. our soccer insider and our Rock the Mic finalist. We're glad she's here. We'll make sure we she'll be back as we continue our quest. Where is it? Is it UAE, Dubai? Where Where exactly is the World Cup? It's in the... Uh, it's in... Uh, I can't say it. C- 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 Cutter. Oh, it's in Cutter. Okay. Cutter. As we head toward the desert. But it's going to be in November because Cutter is like 150 in the summer. So it'll only be like 110 <laughs> yeah. when they finally play. 
Spurs last night go down difficult. We'll look at the game. Jaw goes bananas. Memphis is an excellent basketball team, so it's tough to quantify exactly what happened other than another W. Spurs talk coming next. And Pledger wins again. What was this prize? We'll talk about yeah, it. Yeah, that's what I need. What exactly? Is it like Whataburger for a year? If so, I think HEB was the sponsor. Oh, it was ah, HEB. You got some groceries. A bachelor can always use some groceries. Are you kidding? Absolutely. That's a poor. human being could use groceries. <laughs> always, always. No, I know, but you know, a bachelor is a little different. You know, we got ladies that take care of us, make sure we got our nutrients. When you're a bachelor, you're like, I got some spam in there. You know what I mean? It's a little different living that bachelor life. Pledge eats like a, like a raccoon. Yeah, you know, you live in the drive thru when you're a bachelor. Basically. Hey, we're coming back talking Spurs. You're on R and R in the morning. This is San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM twelve fifty, and soon to be one oh three three FM. It's R and R. We're so glad you're with us. We made it to Thursday. He's Rudy, I'm Rob. Carl Sonic back in the morning spot where he belongs. So the Spurs play Memphis last night, division division rival, which, you know, you forget about divisions. John ja Morant is on an MVP tour, and it showed last night. Memphis is good. That's a good young basketball team. They're, they're the team, like the Nuggets, that the Spurs should emulate. And like Cleveland now, we're seeing them build through the, through the, through the draft and the trade. Cleveland is um, a delightful surprise. I enjoy watching them. So when you see them play a Memphis team and lose, it's no disgrace. And, you know, Rudy and I, we, we, I don't know what else to say. And you can even kind of hear it a little bit in pop after losses. Because last night's loss, they were competitive. They, mm-hmm. they got down. They get down by 12, 13, 14, and they fight their way back. That's kind of been the yeah, or or they're up and then they you know let the team back in. And so. Yeah, it, it, but as is typical, it's a it's a <clears throat> it's a little mistake here, little mistake there, and suddenly you give up six points and you're back down by thirteen. And you work hard, you work hard, you get close four six, and then dumb shot, inappropriate extra pass that leads to a a desperate shot, and then you're back down by twelve. And that's what's galling about watching the Spurs is. They're getting everybody back. I'm telling you, I feel it coming. I think Pop even feels it coming. That they're starting to get together and there's there's fewer mistakes than there were. I don't see it. I I, I wish I had the glasses you have on. I mean, I, I'm not saying that they're about to go 0 and 8 on the rodeo, but I don't I don't see it quite like you do as far as like, you know, February is gonna be this great month. I just just going off of 18 and 31, 3 and 7 in the last 10. Oh, you're right. But you know? let, let's let health play its role. Okay. In this. Let it, uh, cause that's that they are finally all healthy. So and, we'll wait. And I think that's playing a role. And, and I think DeJounte is questioning where his, he's a triple double machine. He's right. got, we, but of we knew, we saw that off. coming. Yeah. But I think he had more offensive opportunities last night. You think he had more? Oh, you I think, think he could he, have taken a shot or two that he passed on you last think night. He's, he's, I think he he's reading conscious. the press. I think he's feeling, I'm leading this team, and I've got numbers, and we're losing. You think he feels like he's shooting too much? I, I don't know. Well, what, you know what? When There was a, a, a part in the third quarter, I thought two consecutive times he was in a position to make a play, and he and he... 
I could see him thinking about that because, like what we just said, they are all back healthy. If you look at the box score the other night when you play Houston and you only him being the point guard, you feel like it's on you. Derek White only gets five shots. You feel like it's this uh, responsibility to get everyone involved, and then you end up being a little bit too unselfish. Right. And I, I can see that because now he's like, wow, everybody's here. Before when I was doing this, I thought we, we, had. Were, we yeah. were decimated. So I can see that being on his conscience, but I would hope Pop or the lead assistant or whoever would let him know, like, no, we go as you go. No, do and, your thing. And that really is where we've gotten. And it's so funny how while the, the situation, the circumstances has changed, but DeMar is gone, DeJounte is in, and it's the same thing. DeJounte is playing DeMar's game. This is all oh, DeJounte yeah. all the time. Yeah. It's his ball. And it, it just feels like he is such an he is the offense, whether he's shooting or passing. And it was this time last year, this was DeMar. The ball stopper. Well, I'm not going to say I know, that. I know you're not calling I mean, him a ball stopper. I mean, he's a triple-double machine. Yeah. He is diming. I mean, it's not like he's not giving it up. But if you're that lead guy, you can never question your decision-making. Sometimes it's about the buckets. I'm not saying that they'd have won if he'd have taken more shots. It just felt like there's some indecision there late when they were there was it got awkward. Got I think Jakob missed a little a little bunny, a little chippy, yeah. and, and things got kind of kind of quick back and forth. A couple of back and forth moves or possessions, and Dejounte was a little hesitant. And I thought, you know, if you'd have taken control, that we might have made this a little bit more competitive. Mm-hmm. Someone just asked on the on the early bird YouTube, why wasn't Dougie in the last two minutes? That's just a pop thing, Carl, or do you think just like it's just the way the rotation works? You got nine guys and everybody can't play. Wasn't Vassell the guy in? Yeah, Vassell was probably the better option there to kind of play that, you know, the, the Spurs don't really have a true four. Kata Bates Diop has kind of been the four, but he's really kind of more of a three. And he's out and, with Kobe. Yeah, yeah you know, so th- those kind of reasons are why I think – they went with Vassell, who was just, unfortunately, he was one of seven from three. But uh, otherwise, he had 20 points and had a really good game. There was some question about that. And I, he could have played with Vassell in there, too. Might have spread a little bit. But you lost to a better team last night. And I think Pop realized that. But they, but it was those mental errors that they just can't get out of their way. Second chance points killed us last night. DeJounte continues to play well. It's um, It's weird being in the little brother role. Yes. I again when we twenty uh, something years of being the big dog. When then I look up at the standings as I, I, I see the Grizzlies at three, I see the Jazz at four, Mavs five, Nuggets six, Timberwolves seven. Just teams throughout my radio career, I laughed mm-hmm. at. <laughs> you know, we're I mean? them now. <laughs> it, it's it's rough, but I I trust the process, and I uh, I like the youth. This isn't the season, and I'm, I'm totally. I've, I came to grips with that when they were zero and zero. That this wasn't going to be the unit. There was going to take time, and they have they have a, a young stud in Austin, and Joshua. 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 I'm make sure I put the UA on it. Don't call him Josh. Joshua Primo. So I'm I'm fine with I'm fine with where the way things are going, and I've accepted it. Any word on uh, Zach? Uh, I imagine he'll be playing tonight. They're playing Sioux Falls in Austin. Mm-hmm. I believe he's still on assignment. You mean Kevin McHale? You mean Tim Duncan? Well, that's what I've been that's told. A, yeah. right? <laughs> that's, a, that's the way we asked it about last it. year. It was uh, a different. Who was it? It was a. Uh, 
Aldridge? No, what's his name? I, I, the name just fell out of my brain. Uh, Luca. Oh. This time last year, Luca was. Uh, you know what? I still, I still believed in Luca, man. I don't know what happened. I don't well, think he likes America. I don't. Think, I think he's not, have not in a bad way. Just like, dude, I just really don't want to be well, here. I, I, I would lay money that he'll end up having the play. kind of career that the the Italian kid that we brought in for a year or two uh, that went back to Italy and oh. went back to Europe and had an MVP type career. I think Samanich might end up in Europe and having superstar kind of kind of years. What was the the shooter the the, the guard that we brought in for? Uh, oh, Nando? Nando, Nando De Colo. Yeah, yeah, he Nando was French. Co- yeah, French. I'm Nando sorry. De Colo, Nando yeah. goes back to, to Europe in, in Series A or whatever the, the upper levels, MVP. He's he's one of the best players yeah. in Seska Moscow's history right so, now. Yeah, I, I would imagine that Luca will probably end up doing the very same thing and Luke, never never being much here but being a superstar at home. You know, obviously it's things we can't be privy to, and I don't think we'd ever get an honest answer if we, as media members ask, but... I just feel like something's got to be up with Luca behind the scenes because he dominates with Westchester. With the Knicks, he is balling out. And the Knicks could probably use somebody to give a little energy, and they haven't played him all year, and he's a two-way contract guy with them. I've uh, I read that very same story here. It's just insert Nick where it was, Spur. And it seems to be the same. Yeah. One of our very own uh, competed for the very highest of prizes last night at the AT&T Center. James Pledger gets third row seats and is a champion at Connect Four. <laughs> we'll go back and look at the play-by-play and find out what he won. So there was something good that came out of the Spurs game. 8 o'clock, we're looking forward to the playoff weekend. And got a question for you. Ponder this. What do the Chiefs need to become a dynasty? If they win a Super Bowl, are they a dynasty yet? When do you become one? I'm trying to figure it out. We have a pretty good idea what it's about. And the Big Ten is making news as they go counter to what we saw with the Big 12. We'll follow that up with real news coming up. Hang around with us. This is R&R in the morning, and you lucky devils are on San Antonio's Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 94.5 FM. This is Joe Reinagle. Drive home with Jason Minix and me today at 4, ESPN 1250 and 94.5 FM. Thanks, Joe. Best hair in radio. Debatable. Carl, give him a run. Carl does give him a run. Carl, give him a run. Look at that man. Look at that golden man. Did he point? Spurs signed me to a 10-day contract. James, what did you win? To hit, us yeah, on the, uh, hit us on the stream. What, what did James Pledger win? win in the Connect 4 game? And uh, I'm sure we will get the full play-by-play on the Blitz. It wasn't even. A, it wasn't against me, so it don't count. That's a big crowd. I told. I no, it wasn't. It was well, like I, six people there at the time that, when he did that. It's more than you've ever shot in front of. You know what I mean? About that. that. What about the nerves? I mean, have you ever done anything like this? Have you ever gone out at halftime? No, I never. To, I never get. Uh, I never the, get invited. They don't invite people down that can really shoot. Well, <laughs> they invite people down that they know are going to colossally Plans look fail. Silly. So why not? Was so, he wearing oh, a he Rockets wore- jersey? No, no, no. no. He was wearing a Spurs mask as well. I don't think he was wearing anything. He won $250. Yeah, $250 to H-E-B. That's huge. Nice. What? $250 H-E-B gift card. That'll feed Pledge for a year. (laughs) That's a year's (laughs) worth of groceries money for Pledge. That's awesome. That is awesome. Have you ever? I've never been asked. They don't call to do anything like that. They don't call athletes for those things. I'm telling you. Like the H-E-B balls dropping down. I would make a fortune. You know, these dudes can never catch the ball. And you know which game I'm talking about? 
with the H-E-B ball. Yeah, the ball, ball drop. The I don't ball. think they do that anymore, but yeah, they was injury with that thing. But. Yeah, it was like, it'd be like the balls. Like Have you pop. ever done that, though? There's, it's not as easy as it looks. Man. Not that I've done it, but it looks like you have to do a, like a just well, for the Well, what Kentucky it is windage. is that ball is light. Yeah. So, so it changes direction on you. And you're <laughs> looking up, and you don't know what's... <laughs> it's kind of like catching the fly ball in the outfield with the sun in your eye. That couldn't be too easy. Yeah, but Pledge 1, Connect 4. I have never caught a t-shirt. I've never I, caught a t-shirt. I have never caught anything thrown into the fans. Me neither. I've never won an in-game contest. I've I never, don't think I've ever even picked the right dot. I've never, I've never picked the right dot. I've never got on the kiss me cam. Oh, thank God for that. I always I, wanted I, to no, get down. I don't want that. I want to get down on the kiss me cam. No, show my, show my skills. No, no, that. No, my wife would embarrass me. Yo, yeah, she'd go straight. She would turn. She'd turn her head like, I don't oh, know, man. that would damn. be something like that. That sucks. It's always funny when they get the brother and sister. Oh yeah, they're like, hey, no, that's hey. my sister. <laughs> A little weird. <laughs> Or I would, my worst nightmare would be, I'd be there with my parents and they'd like hit up the your parents. Oh, and you got to see, what's wrong with seeing your parents' kids, it, dude? It would just be weird. No, it's not. It would be to me. No, you're not 12. Like, well, oh, that's mom. Not, but yeah. I, I don't know about y'all, but I still feel like I'm 12 when I'm around my parents. <laughs> yeah. The t-shirts they shoot in the crowd Never are always are like an extra small. Yeah. Well, there's that. That's, you they know, have to fit in the gun. They of, can't fit a double X in the gun. Dude, for guys of our age, when you go to the like white out. Yeah. And if and you go there and you didn't wear white and everybody's putting on the white shirt. And if you put it on, you're going to look like it's a schmedium. Yeah. I don't it's going to be all strapped real tight and yeah. oh, your belly hanging out the bottom. There's a big guy problems. There's benefits too. We've talked about that. But yeah, I got to listen to pledge on the bliss today. I need to know how this went down. Because to me, it seemed it seemed set up like Pledge had an in. Like, well, oh, he just, Pledge, the you know, the, Mr. San Antonio Sports Star just randomly gets grabbed and comes in. No, I think it was a Yeah, fi- I don't the think they was in. He, he was, was there, employed. and then he was there super early. Remember, he was sending us pictures. Nah, the fix was in. He knew somebody. I, I want to know how it wasn't random. I no want to know way. how they assigned him to that game. Like, does he get to pick? You know, I think I'd be good at that one over this one. So he said I would do that one because if he chose to do the Tic Tac Four or the um, Connect Four, Connect Four, I think that's pretty impressive and bold choice because uh, that might be the hardest one to win. I think the hardest one is um throwing the ball into the Whataburger bolt barrels. That's oh hard. yeah, that's not easy to. The be. yeah, that one seems hard too. Yeah. Whataburger for a year, dropping yeah. the bucket. And what exactly is that? Once a week? What do you mean? If you if you win Whataburger for a year, you get a, oh, like a meal many, once a week. I wonder yeah, how they that have works. like gift cards. I've seen I, I've seen them. Um, I want to say Dave yeah, Campbell does it I'm thinking, too. If it's for a year, can I go? Like, because like when I get the wash tub pass for a year, I, I can go day. every day. Yeah. I, so I, if I get yeah. Whataburger for a year, can I go every day? I don't I, think so. I believe you are given three hundred and sixty five coupons for a free, no purchase needed Whataburger. Oh, okay. But you can only use one a day, or you can just go get them all at once. No, go get yeah, Just go, yeah. Just go ahead and have lunch, breakfast, and dinner. But what if I want a burgers, please? What if I want a sausage, Bob? What if I don't want a number one? See, you're the reason. It's a water burger. We can't have nice things. <laughs> just, just take saying. your water burger and go fry your own egg. <laughs> but see, it's a setup, Rob. Let me tell you what's well, a yes, setup. It's a setup because you're it's not like going to eat with that. You're not going to eat a number one every day. I could. I could. I could eat a number one. Every no, day. you could. It's I could. I'm a creature of habit. I could eat this. I eat the same breakfast Rob, every day. You know me. I eat the same breakfast true. every day. If I like it, I can do it. 
Yeah, she said throwing the fries. It's throwing the fries in there. That's tough. Yeah, that's yeah. too. Rob, I would give you three weeks before you'd be gagging. I no, I guarantee I could eat. A, I could eat a water burger every day. I, that wouldn't be a problem. Well, first of all, we're not going to do that. I don't think Doctor Torres would. No, Doctor Torres that. would. Uh, I would be. Uh, well, I would be a po- the poster child for what not to do. He'd look at me if I walked in and I'd been eating a water burger every day. He'd just look at me and go, "I can smell it." <laughs> You know what I mean? He, you, yeah, you're, you, you're, you, you, your sweat smells yeah. different when you're eating fast food every day. Your pores, <laughs> your skin don't look as glowy. Is glowy a word? No, it's not. Glowy's not a word. It, it should be. But congratulations, Pledger, man. Proud of you. You represented the, the, the sports star really well. I appreciate you. See, Pledge is our... Uh, exactly, our, our, uh Exactly, Miss Nicole. Our cupped ace. Huh? Pledge He's, is our cupped ace. We, we hide the fact that Pledge... Is our cup days at golf? He went and won my he went and won my my buddy's tournament. Pledge shows two hundred dollars. This James messing around over on the side, He's hitting things a, with a rake, and just and then suddenly lines up at the first hole and wham! Yeah, yeah, he having a Ooh. nice starting off twenty twenty two kind of nice. And now he's our Connect Four champ. Yeah, we got a good show coming up. We're gonna really do, do one. Yeah, I, we were. This was just a warm up. The eight o'clock hour. Oh my god. We got Dynasty Talk. Oh, Dynasty Talk. Well, that's just the beginning of the dynasty that is R and R. Are the Chiefs going to be a dynasty? Let's define what that is. The Big Ten is changing or appears to be changing their conference schedule to benefit themselves, the ACC and the Pac 12. Interesting move by the Baton Big Ten. That makes a whole bunch of sense. Dr. Garrett's going to be here soon and will be here the entire show. Don't go nowhere. Hang with us. You're on R and R in the morning. And this is San Antonio's sports star, ESPN AM 1250. And 94.5 FM. Uh, Rob Thompson. Rudy J. Uh, R&R in the morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. You have made it to Thursday. Don't mind them brake lights. We'll help you get to work. If you're in the drop-off line, enjoy that cup of coffee. Smooth drops, we hope. This hour, we're talking playoff football. The Denver um, Broncos have made a move. Pretty significant one. And there's uh, this could be the precursor to a lot of other moves, which I guess is pretty typical of this time of the season in the NFL. But the Broncos have a new head coach, and his name is not Dan Quinn. You ready for him as a Chicago Bear head coach? It certainly feels like it's coming, Rudy. Uh, they did do two interviews, didn't it they? It certainly looks like that's how things are going to fall unless Jerry gives them a godfather deal. We'll look closely at that. Spurs go down last night to Memphis in a hard fought, though. Uh, I'm not going to say poorly played, but poorly executed second half caused a loss there. We'll look there. And refs. Yeah. According to a lot of my timeline, the refs. Yeah, the refs are the last bastion of a losing team. Right. But there were some questionable calls. Jog no, getting, I would say questionable no call on one. Jog getting a lot of love for a guy that's never been out of the first round. You go get 41 lo- the way that they did. <laughs> and uh, didn't, and the other night when they beat the Rockets, they only shot six free throws. Who meant, Oh, the Spurs? When they were in Houston, they only shot six free throws. Now, it was a, the, the refs swallowed their whistles. I mean, it was never a game of any question. But it shows two things. One, if you're a losing team, you get no respect. But you also have to do things that get you fouled. Yeah. And we're not doing that. 
And th- th- that is the, the, you know, getting in the paint, being aggressive in your post-ups, Jakob, but Jakob ain't making free throws anyway. Well, the problem last night is seven for 37 from three. <laughs> and uh, and it's, that's endemic. And we were seven for 37, yet at the end, of, and in the fourth quarter, we didn't see McDermott. Must have been getting, he must have been getting killed on defense. What defines a dynasty? When, when do you become? When do you go from a great team to a dynasty? Because well, what do you? Where, where I don't is yours? Know, well, what is yours? Because I, well, I I feel like Kansas City has certainly been in the news for quite a bit. Four consecutive AFC Championship games hosted by young Mister Mahomes. If they win against the Bengals, it'll be their third trip to the Super Bowl. Two out of three. If they win. But it's three, and, and, right? You have to have three championships within a without a gap of more than three years. I think two chips in four years with three trips to the bowl in in, in today's in today's world, that's a dynasty. I don't think because it's such a short sp- uh, span. I think it's a dynasty. Now I know the magic number for most people is three, but my thing is two two chips in four years is more impressive than three and seven. I don't. Well, yeah, I, I'll you give see you what that. I mean. But okay, but here's the difference: you can win two championships in four years with essentially the same team. That's what makes well, it. A I dynasty. mean, the same guys. That's what makes it a dynasty. Well, but what? That's just a team. To me, a dynasty is several teams linked together with one or two or three consistent threads. Well, then that was, the, the Cowboys were all the same team. But there's no dynasty. What are we talking about in the 90s? That yeah. was a dynasty. Yeah, but it, but it was all the same team. Yes. So but now the but, same team. Well, it, 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 the only one that's, done, NFL, it with, the only one that's can, done it with different teams is the Patriots. Well, I'm just, different teams, different guys. I mean, yeah, yeah, I know what with, you mean. With New England, it's always been Brady, but there were different teams inside of that. There was the Brady Moss years. There was right. the, the Brady Gronk years. There was the Brady All Tight End years. There yeah. was there's the Brady Defense years. Uh, with the Spurs, there was a consistent Tim Tony and Manu, and everything else changed. But those guys were the dynasty. With Kansas City, we'll have two and three, but it's still the same. I don't think we quite reached dynasty status yet. If they win it this year, I'm gonna give them the die. I mean, again, and it's it's a subjective argument, but okay, when you when you break down their four trips to the AFC with the AFC title game, the one the only one they lost was to the Patriots, mm-hmm. and now you know with again we're saying that if they're this is all hypothetical, of course they beat Cincinnati and they go and beat whoever in the Super Bowl. That's three trips to the bowl with two wins and two. I still think I, I need another. I still think, and, and it might be that two and four years. You know how hard that is. Oh, I know it's, but and it's remarkable. I'm not. Don't get me wrong, but just because you're not a dynasty doesn't mean you're not great. It's just true the, to me. A dynasty is the Bulls, the Spurs, the Patriots. Uh, for a for a time there, the Cowboys. For a time there, the Forty ers Where you know guys came and went. There were consistencies there, the head coach or the quarterback or or something like that. But there was other guys that came and played roles that weren't a part of earlier and left, and other guys feel that. That's a dynasty to me. No, the Bills were not considered a dynasty, Rocky. They went to four Super Bowls, but that's not a dynasty. You got to win them. You, you got to win, win one. No, that was never a dynasty to me. Now, 
You ask some people up northeast, that's different. Yes, the Warriors were a dynasty. They won three out of five. That's a di- but I, they won three out. No, you know what they are because yeah. they're still a threat, and it's yeah. still the same guys. They're a dynasty now. Yeah, we're three in the middle of, five, of it. Three out of five is a dynasty. I, I'll, I'll give them that because you don't have to win a title every year to be a dynasty, but you do have to win them. But you have to be a threat every year to win it. Now, see, we I because I live here. I don't put too much stock in the back-to-back, but in football, back-to-back, you don't do that. Like, it's too hard. But basketball, Dynasty, you should win back-to-back. It's something that evaded the Spurs forever. It still doesn't take away the 3 out of 5, the 5 out of 20. No. But you should win back-to-back. I mean, everybody went back-to-back except the Spurs. And all the, and all the And all the basketball dynasties, and all the basketball dynasties from the 80s up until now, Everybody but the Spurs went back-to-back. That was a dynasty. Now, I do agree, for those that are tuning in, and all our early birds, thank you for joining us. Sound off. He uh, doesn't. He's a Washington Redskins fan. He doesn't know what he's talking about. But we do about. belittle the word dynasty. Commanders. Washington Commanders now. But uh, Did they really change it? No, what but we found the leak information yeah. of the website. So oh, okay. all of our San Antonio Commanders gear, I'm going to have to burn it. I, I'll never be able to wear that Commander's thing again. <laughs> no, wear it. It's nostalgia. Uh, yeah, but the, the, connotation, that word. the connotation of, uh, yeah, that's part of the show, you know. <laughs> it is. He, he like, tells you at every nostalgia. three. Nostalgia. So just to let you nostalgia. know. Nostalgia. He just likes saying it. Nostalgia. But no, so uh, it, it, are you and JB saying that we're throwing it around too loosely? We are. No. when you two In the NFL, two titles in four years, four AFC title games, that is dynastic. It's almost. We're almost there. Dynastic is Alabama. (laughs) That's a dynasty. Dynastic is New England. First of all, the Bulls, Alabama, that's... That's dynasty. We have to put them somewhere else. That's dynasty. The Patriots, we got to put them somewhere else. That's what I'm saying. Let's not belittle it by saying, ah, two out of three. No, we need a decade. We need a lot of time. If we're truly going to define it the way it should be, it should be reserved for the Bulls. For the Spurs, for New England, for Boston in the day, for Lakers in the day. Those were dynasties where it was a matter. It was death, wow. taxes, and the Bulls. It was death, taxes, and Boston. It was, that's what dynasties are. We belittle wow. it by by considering them that. So I do think we need six, seven years to even begin. So to put if we're going to do okay, so then if we're doing it, if we're going to do ten years, then the Cowboys are not a dynasty. No, okay, I'll give you that. Than the '90s, and which is which would be insane to say that. But, uh, but okay, let's quantify eras. Now with the, it's easier for player movement. Back in the '90s, no '90s, it was harder to be. It was harder to be. There a was dynasty. no salary cap. That's why Jerry Wing well, got Dion and Charles harder, Haley. But not too many teams could do that. You got Just, a guy on your it team. It was only the 49ers and the Cowboys right. that could do it. They had the most money. So dynasties were harder to build and easier to maintain at that time. Now it's hard to keep those. You get them for three years. I mean, the whole idea is you got to get rookies who can perform for two years on no salary. That's the idea to win. I think, again, I think the short span is, again, like you can, perfect example, like the Giants lucked their way into two. Not a dynasty. Not even close. That's what I'm saying. Like, so it's hard to win. Like Seattle, they had a great team. They didn't get two out of four. No, and not even close to a dynasty. Good so, though. So that's what I'm saying. Like if we have to, we may have to put the Chiefs in a different little bracket. Two out of four with three trips to the bowl. Very and good. And your only losses are to Tom, Patrick Mahomes. Since he's been going into playoffs, he's only lost to Tom Brady. That, I, I agree that, with everything like, you're saying. But there's been a lot of teams like that. 
who just couldn't get past, who just neither did the Spurs DLP, neither did the Seattle Seahawks, neither did. There's a lot of teams that haven't gone back to back. No, and I don't think that needs to you be. Don't, you That's don't have to go back to back in football. In That's fact, a silly argument. I think it makes it even more of a dynastic thing if you're <laughs> capable of spending two years in finals and still making it back three years later. Are we rolling with dynastic? Is that I a, like that word, so that, I'm going to keep saying it. <laughs> is that an R&R it feels special? Good. It we does. are dynastic We're di- in nature. So let's call them dynastic. But to get, they're not a dynasty, but they're dynastic. They're dynastic. <laughs> So yes. you gotta, we gotta, dynastic is the preference, the preface to dynasty. Yes, they are dynastic in nature, but they haven't become a dynasty. So, you know, I think y'all have talked me into it, but I still think it's highly impressive. No. But I'm big on, I am huge on not watering things down. I got another word for you. Give it to me. This is a rather esoteric in nature question. Ooh, esoteric. Are I'll take a drink dynasties good or bad? For a sport. Does it I suck think it's a life I think out? It's, a, it's a great thing. We need a villain. There you go. The team that's the dynasty becomes the villain. And, and that's what's missing in boxing. Floyd is gone. They don't there's there's no villain. You need a death star. Yeah, you need that. You like need the that. cowboys in the nineties were like, Oh, I can't stand them. They're so good. I know they're gonna win my hate. You need the villain. And now I they're would say sports. that Kansas City is becoming that. They're you know not what? there. I, they're I not st- the villains. No, they're yet. not. I, st- I feel like we still like. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at Patty. So yeah, cute. Isn't that cute. Yeah, like I don't think we see him like that yet. Mm-hmm. We don't see him as like, dude. I, I hate that dude. I hate his Oakleys. I hate his stupid hair. I hate his stupid headband. Kermit voice. I and- hate his knock need. He's the only athletic knock need person I've ever seen in my life. Have you ever seen a? More I got one athletic- better. I got one better. Who? I will tell you what. It, 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 it's uh, it's unmatched. I've got one better than no like, one will ever match. Pat Kenny Wal- the Jet. Kenny oh. the Jet looks like he's walking cross-legged, but he's not. A, he wasn't athletic. Well, he did win it. He was in a dunk. Kenny contest. was a baller yeah. who yeah, had was. no business being. And a he baller. was in dunk. Contest. He's like Forrest Gump. I don't know how those legs do what he does. Never yeah. did. Never could figure that out. How are you flared out like that and can play the way Jet did, yeah. or the way that? That uh, Mahomes runs. Yeah, I don't Mahomes, know how you do that, dude. His knees are touching when he runs, and I'm like, how? I've never seen a guy that athletic. But but Kenny's a good one because I remember when he was with the Kings. Kenny was in the dunk contest. Kenny would stand with his knees together and his feet would be at shoulder width. Yeah, yeah, Kenny. I, I feel it's, it's his, only getting worse. It if, seems like oh, the if, older he gets. And if his legs were straight, he'd have been six six. <laughs> I know. I'm. I don't know, man. <laughs> this is good. This is a good conversation because. But again. It all means nothing if the Chiefs don't win at all. True that. Only True reason that. why I'm bringing this up is now, that they win it. They can maintain it, but they have to be back again next year, and they're going to have to get two more titles. And if they do get two more Good titles Lord. here in the next couple years, it's a then, tough crowd. Yes, it's a tough crowd, and it should be. Mm-hmm. We should be going, yeah, you're close. You're right. But when we're talking goats, we let too many goats in the pen. Mm-hmm. No, but we need, a, we need a villain. We don't have one right now. I don't think, I don't think NFL or... I don't think the I think the Strohs became MLB's villain. Yes, but the the NFL and the NBA don't have one right now. No, well, it no. was the Heat. I, well, Tampa the, the Warriors maintained. the Warriors were the villain when they had KD. We all hated them. Like I can't believe y'all won seventy two games and you went and got Kevin Durant. But right now, as of Janu- January what twenty seventh two thousand twenty two, there's no villain in the NBA. No, there's an individual. I think Kyrie's we're enjoying the, the Lakers being 24 and 24. But th- yeah, we're not afraid of the Lakers. Anymore. Yeah, I think we're afraid of what the Nets could be, 
And that makes us, and I think we're, Kyrie's kind of a natural villain. So I think we're closest to that. But uh, the Nets don't scare anybody no, because, scare quite frankly, nobody. we're not going to see all three of them playing together, but on road games on Tuesdays in Milwaukee, quite frankly. So we don't have it did yet. You, I do think that they're the closest to being the Death Star right now. Did you know they were 24 and 24 and in the eighth seed on the yesterday on Kobe Day? I saw that. And there was <laughs> also that? a number eight involved in there, too. There yeah, was 24, the, 24, and 8. Yeah, they're the eighth seed. Karmic, yeah. Yeah. That is just weird. That's Rain Man kind of numbers. Yeah. That's the kind of stuff R.J. Ochoa digs He loves up. that. R.J. Ochoa, our Rock the Mic champ, blogging the boys, Cowboy Insider, uh, has a Rain Man-esque mind, and numbers intrigue him. And I he'll throw out type stat type things that just kind of blow your mind. And also wonder, why are you thinking about that? But yeah, like the person that they can go, what's 356 times 1,783? No, he's not I that. Don't, I don't understand how those people see numbers like they're in the air. Yeah, I don't know how they do that. No. Anyway. I hire them as my account. I don't have conversations with them. I get it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like we're, we're talking in different languages. Dynastic. We talked about you're trying to get too dynastic and too many goats in the pen. We got a goat on the other side of the double pane glass. His name is Carl Schoening, oh. and he's got a bunch of headlines he's just eager to give you. We call it the 411 in the 210. Here's the 411 in the 210. Headline two. Our first headline is music to my ears, and it's a two-for-one as the New York Giants won't trade for Deshaun Watson and seek to build an offense around Daniel Jones. The quote from Giants co-owner John Mara said Wednesday, we're not trading for Deshaun Watson as he was introducing Joe Schoen as the team's new general manager. There are so many reasons why we wouldn't do that. Cap-wise, we couldn't afford it. But more importantly, with the allegations that are out there right now, that's just not the right fit for us. The Mm. Giants organization still believes in starting quarterback for most of the past three seasons. Quote, we do feel Daniel can play, Mara said. We've done everything possible to screw this kid up since he's been here. We keep changing coaches. We keep changing coordinators. We keep changing offensive line coaches. I take a lot of responsibility for that. But let's bring in the right group of coaches and give him continuity and try to rebuild around the offense of line and then be able to make intelligent evaluation of whether or not he can be a franchise quarterback or not take your time on that decision giants i think the kid can't play mm, good for you i think he can play man uh and i do think i do think it's something to be said about young qbs that deal with turnover like pat perfect example patrick mahomes he's not patrick mahomes 500 million if the Bears decide to draft him. <laughs> he's not. He's had the he's had Eric Bieniemy and he's had Andy Reid. There's something to it, man. Yeah. When you're learning the game, when you're learning the game and the speed of the game and the next thing you know there's another there's another coordinator in there with a whole different language and a whole different philosophy and you still haven't even caught up to the speed of the game. Romo didn't develop till seven, eight years down the line. Brady, Roethlisberger, Russell Wilson. Like, we forget Aaron Rodgers. There's a, some great QBs that we allowed to develop. Peyton Manning threw 30-something interceptions his rookie year. Yeah, but he was Ooh. Peyton Manning. We knew it was coming. Well, what, what I'm saying is we allow some guys to develop, and then some guys were like, oh, it's been two years that he ain't it. Like, with Tua. Like, the guy had a broken hip his rookie year, and it's like, Halfway into his second year, we're like, oh, he sucks. He ain't the guy. Like, no. 
You got to give guys time sometimes, man. This air fryer society is annoying. Okay, um, and I don't disagree with you at all. Right. But let's talk about Jones. What about him? He, he fumbles What's a lot. What's his ceiling? What, I mean, what is Jones at his very best? At his very it, best, you can get it for a season. Who is Kirk Cousins? No. Okay, more than that. Because he's mobile. Um, see what I'm saying? I mean, I agree. I, know, I, I love I the way know. that Damn. Mara, as the owner, kind of stepped up and said, hey, we screwed this kid up. But I think he also, over the last four years, got a pretty good idea who Jones is, and he's not a bad quarterback. He's not. I'm not going to say that. But is he the guy that you look at the Giants and go, well, I'm comfortable there? I, I kind of disagree with that. I, I, I appreciate the hire showing. The guy was around and watched the Josh Allen development up in Buffalo. He's He saw and played a role in the development of that team, and I think that they did a hell of a job. So I don't disagree with the hiring, but I would not pin my future hopes on, De- on Jones, Danny Dimes, oh, taking me someplace. Perfect example. If you... If they decide they, they traded him to Pittsburgh, Mike Tomlin is going to protect him from himself, and they're going to win playoff games, and they're going to be in AFC title games. Whether he's throwing forty-five touchdowns and only eight picks, they're going to. You have to be around a group of coaches that are going to protect you from yourself. And I think he would be perfect in a system like if you're with the Pittsburgh. The Giants are a mess. Yes, I don't care who the QB is. See, I was taking your side, Rudy. I'm not an air fryer society. Give Daniel Jones maybe a good decade of work I, out there. Right, yeah. cool. You think? First of all, my sar- <laughs> my sarcastic meter is always on, so I already know what you're saying. You're saying he sucks so bad. I want to stay him to stay in our division. I think he's, uh, that's what you're saying. <laughs> I, I would prefer him over to Sean Watson in New York. That's for sure. I'm trying to figure out who to, who, who he me is. Uh, you know what? You stumped me. I didn't have an answer. Because he can run, and I think he's got an adequate arm. You stumped me. But Again, I, you know who he could be? We're surrounded with the right defense in a running game. He could be Joe. He could be Flacco. Flacco won a Super Bowl. Like Again, it's all about where you go. Yeah, I, I'm not, again, I'm not discounting. When you're not Andrew Luck. Like, Andrew Luck took two teams at AFC title game, had no business getting there because he's just out of this world. But those middle-of-the-road guys, Dak Prescott, Everything has to be pretty. Everything has to be rosy. You have to have a top 10 defense, a top 10 running game. Great coach. And there's more than, hell, 75% of the league is that way. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Every, yeah, we all have this false insecurity. Like we're all going to have, we're all going to get, you know, the best QB. And that's just not the case. You're going to have to build around an average quarterback most of the time. Siberian Sneak says Derek Carr. Yes, he could be Derek Carr. There is the yes. best. He could be Derek Carr, I will which give is you a that. good thing. You're right. And if you're going to tell me you're going to treat him like Derek Carr, but we've got to move on from this yeah, topic. But, you know, <laughs> Jones has had OBJ. He's had wide receivers. And when he did, he was okay. Yeah, Saquon. Yeah, had Saquon for a bit. And when he did, he had some protection. He was okay. But I wouldn't. The next head coach, that's not great marching order. So you're telling me. Who is going to be the coach? I don't know, but you're telling me that Jones is my guy and I'm stuck with him is what you're telling me. Yes. For anybody who's coming to apply, don't come Great in point. and in your interview go, first step in my reclamation plan of the Giants is trade for Deshaun Watson. Mark that off your, your interview plan because they're telling you before you walk in the door, we're not doing that. Moving on. Headline one. Tampa Bay Buccaneers tight end Rob Gronkowski says they're 
would not return for 2022 NFL season if forced to decide now, as he is 32 years old and he said Wednesday to TMZ Sports that he needs to take some time to weigh a return for next season, which I assume is in relation to Tom Brady as well. He told TMZ, quote, if they're like, Rob, you got to decide right now, right this second, if you're playing next year, I would say no right now. It's two days after the season. I'd be like, no, I'm not playing. An animated Gronkowski said to TMZ Sports, you've got to give it time. You've got to rest and see how everything goes. you got to see how everything plays out, how I feel. I just want to heal completely, see where my thoughts are from there. How many times has he already retired? Is- Lost, right? Once. I yeah, think yeah. I think Brady brought him back. Yeah, yeah he, if Brady retires, Gronk's gone. gone. I don't care how good Gronk feels today or how bad. Yeah, Gronk said he's never touched a game check. He's Audi. What'd you just say? Gronk said he's on the late one of those late night shows. He's never touched a game check. He uses all his sponsor money to. Oh, load. I see what you're saying. Oh, my bad, my bad. Yeah, so yeah, he, so yeah. he's good. He's no, out of here. Yeah, I have no doubt about his money situation, but. He ain't going to play without without Brady. No. Why would you? So don't ask me. Ask Brady. How does he feel? That's really the question. Right. You feel good? I feel good. You feel bad? I feel bad. Moving on with Gronk. Go wrestle. Well, a little bit of an update of an ongoing story. As if you all remember, back at the beginning of the NBA season, the Suns were under investigation with Robert Sarver. So here's a follow-up. The Phoenix Suns to create a confidential internal employee hotline amid Robert Sarver investigation. As the NBA nears the fourth month of its investigation in the Phoenix Suns and majority owner Robert Sarver, the team is working towards creating a confidential internal hotline in coming weeks for employees to report complaints, team sources told ESPN. On Monday, a Suns executive explained to colleagues that the reason for creating the internal hotline is because, quote, no one actually uses the NBA hotline at all. Sources told ESPN. Other NBA teams also have internal hotlines. The the Suns did not respond for a request to comment to ESPN's article. If you are having to put together an internal hotline Mm -hmm. to turn in those that are sexually harassing, you're being forced to do so. Your lawyers are going, you know what? We're in a lot of trouble. I think it is PR, Rob, but I also think it's the right thing. When oh, you're, no, you're, when you're right. in trouble, you're supposed to do things like this. But the, I'm telling you, the horses are already out of the barn. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, there is there is some heavy Too much stuff evidence already. coming towards Sarver and the Suns. Yeah. Because there's all, like they just said, there is already a hotline in place. I don't know. And then you come and tell me that they're working on putting it together. How hard is that to do? Well, we're working on it. Phoenix is in trouble. The Suns are about to... Sarver is about to get something from the NBA that he is not ready for, and it might involve losing the team. And what's crazy, he has a championship team on his hands. Right now, it's perfect because Sarver got a little bit of a whitewash, a little cleanse last year when Denver made that pretty run, and everybody was excited about that. And we forgot about the kind of guy Sarver has been over the last decade. Now it's all coming back out. Yeah. For Phoenix to be in the final last year, and then this happens. Insane. It is, uh, well, just desserts for Robert Sarver. Google him. Find out his history. Yeah. He's not a bad owner, just kind of a bad guy. And they're still dealing with uh, Big Man. They haven't signed him. 
DeAndre Jordan, yeah. they can't sign him until the offseason yeah. now. Yeah. Aiden, rather. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, they're, they're going to do a pull of John Collins. Wait for someone to offer him 120, and then they'll match. Hey, coming back, let, let's look around the NFL. We talked about the, the dynasty. What's going on with the with the 49ers and the Rams? It's kind of a hometown battle that I feel like we're left out of. Yeah. And the Big Ten has changed the way they're going to handle their, their divisions. An interesting move as the college football world amount, you know, comes to this super conference idea. The Big Ten has sneakily done something very intelligent. And the Big 12 is doing the opposite. I find that very interesting. Football talk coming your direction right here on San Antonio Sports Star. This is R&R, and you're on ESPN AM 1250 and 94.5 FM. Welcome back to R&R in the morning. Conference championship weekend around the corner. You been watching Jeopardy? Jeopardy? I know this is a random question, but we no. had a champion dethroned last night. No, I haven't watched since Alex was gone out the since. So it's been years for me. We had a, a champ. She had won uh, 40 consecutive games. 1.3 million won. Damn, Ford took her 40 games to get a mill? Well, dude, that's second most all time. You know, Ken Jennings, the guy that leads it. Yeah. I think he won seven, not, not think, he won 74. 74 what? Games, oh, wow. Second days or whatever. But he had done, he didn't win the most money. There was another, the guy that had previously won the second most actually won more money than Jennings. He gambled a little bit better. Yeah, he was he'd going big or go home. The question that, uh, I want to find it. I want to see if you can get this right. Uh This is what knocked her out. Name the only country when pronounced in English, when when spoken of in English instead of the the dialect of the country or the alphabet of the country, Mm -hmm. ends with the letter H in the world. So give me the The only country's name that when you is spoken in English, Ends with ends an H. With the letter H. This is the, the question that, that ended uh, Amy. Uh, Hit me with the name. Jeopardy music, Carl. I'm trying to think. And please. Uh, I know you don't have put it. Put it in kidding. the form of, the, of a question. Yes, what is? I got you. Ooh, country. H. If you don't English. have it now, you're probably not going to get it. I ain't getting it. What is it? It is Bangladesh. What is of course it is. Bangladesh? Of course. Yeah. Of course it's Bangladesh. Amy Schneider is her name. Bangladesh is a country? I thought that was a city. No, I really don't know anything about anything over there. <laughs> it's actually an island off the coast of Africa. Uh, Bangladesh. We uh, we were talking cryptocurrency, and I, I can't pronounce the name of it. It's like... Um, Gamathia or something like that, and there's a British island that's south of Spain that's adopting cryptocurrency, and it is a gorgeous place. I'm thinking of moving there, if I can get a Spanish passport. A British island, or it's yeah, or it's yeah. You're right. It is. It's a British island south of Spain, and it's gorgeous. And they're doing something with crypto. So yeah, sorry, random no. geography no, stuff. No, it's cool. It sounds yeah. like a uh, sounds like the move. Well, it sounds like a, some kind of bond layer. An island off the coast of Spain that has adopted crypto as their currency? And proof that Americans don't really know what's going on on maps on the other side of the hemisphere. Oh, no, it's a, oh, American exceptionalism. Why should we care? 
If I commit a crime there, can I be extradited? Probably. Oh, no, if, if they're dealing with crypto, no, I think you're safe. Yeah, see? Sounds like a haven of some sort. Yeah, that sounds like a place where, like, yo, you know the meeting spot. Well, Rob, is, that's the where you move it to. Speaking of crypto, yeah. real quick. What's up? As now, now, Bitcoin has taken a bath over the last it's, couple of it, weeks, right? Yeah, it's, 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 it's slowly going back up. But, but are, no, are, it we, took a are we where we were even a month ago? Are we half no, that? No, it's about 47 now. It was at 60-something, then it was at 30-something, now I think it's at 47. I saw a story the other day I that think. the crypto crash has devastated some of the athletes' paychecks, like Odell Beckham, Odell Beckham yeah. that took some crypto. And I believe uh, Golden Boy didn't... Uh, didn't Trevor take some crypto cash as well? Aaron too, Tom. A lot of guys took big, uh, the the offensive lineman for the Ravens. Yeah, you know, there, there's two schools of thought out there that I've seen. One yeah, is my... that it's uh, it's called a squeeze, where it drops drastically for yeah, well, the yeah, rich people to, is, right. to buy it, uh, and the poor <laughs> wow. people that can really afford to be in it to have to get out of it. And That's the other small. thought process is that. Um, the uh, conflict with Ukraine uh, might actually be something that will just make all markets unstable. And since cryptocurrency is a 24-hour trading site, it's just ahead of the curve on that. And I, I don't know anything about what's going on in Ukraine. I just know that there's something going on over there. Uh, well, the Russians are threatening to invade, and NATO is moving against. And the United States has promised we're not going to invade, but we will sanction and we're sending nearly 10,000 troops, it looks like, as they prepare. But, yeah, if you're an athlete, you signed the Bitcoin deal. You just got to ride it out. Wait, so is David Stern, the, the ghost of David Stern, I suppose, our, our new American president? We're going to fine you. <laughs> well, is that what it is? They're, they're basically saying we're not going to go to war, but we'll fine you? Well, the sanctions, we, we've got to, well, we can I don't get know, sorry, I don't know what sanctions are. But, yeah. uh, well, it's essentially a fine. We'll just stop buying or letting them sell their natural gas mm. or put such a huge tax on it, uh, import tax, that it's cheaper to go buy it elsewhere. So the, the thought would be they'd be able to cripple the Russian economy, but I don't think they care. Yeah, it's, no. it's called hodlers. Hold on to it. but Yeah, you yeah. got to hold. That's all they can do. If you're an athlete, then that's Dude. what you've already accepted. You got no choice at this point. You can't be like, oh, well, give, give it to me now. No, you just got to wait it out and hope it goes back up. I'm not um, gifted enough to discuss it. I'm not either, but it would not. I would be less than comfortable right now if I was getting paid in something so absolutely <laughs> fluid that I could wake up and it's half its value overnight. I know that uh, that's of great concern to me. Even though I'm not Odell Beckham Jr. So this weekend with the the Rams hosting San Francisco, the news was uh, San Francisco traveled quite well to Dallas. Lots of red jerseys going on in the. Uh, in the football stadium. We didn't see so many of them in Green Bay, but, you know, <laughs> I'm not surprised for the weather or Green Bay fan aren't liked, aren't apt to sell their tickets. There aren't any Rams fans in Los Angeles. There are a couple of sports yeah, fans that have a jersey or two. Right. So we heard initially that if you had a zip code, when you went to, the, like, Ticketmaster to go buy your tickets outside of L.A., you couldn't buy them. They tried to fence in the L.A. area. Yeah, and then um, Mrs. Stafford got wind of how much the tickets were for nosebleeds that are 500. And she said, you know, you, you know, veterans, active duty, blah, blah, blah. She named a bunch of people. She said, I got y'all. She said, send me some pictures of you in real in, in Rams gear. Show me some proof that you're real Rams fans. And I'm going to go out and buy a bunch of tickets for people. Good for her. Yeah. Now, 
last weekend, let's see, uh, Kansas City, they won at home. At home. Green Bay lost at home. Yeah, everybody lost Tampa at home lost. except the Chiefs. So it seems to me, if I'm the Rams, let the Niners buy the tickets. <laughs> feel like feel like you're on the road, man. Home teams have not fared well in the playoffs. Dude, the Ram, the 49ers up against it. You know, I, I know it sounds cliche, but it is hard to beat the team three times in one season. That's the of all the stats of all it's that we can look at. Happen. That's the thing that jumps out at me more than anything. That's the Saints. The Saints destroyed the Bucks twice last year. Playoff time came along. Tom came through the came through the Superdome and crushed the building. So. That's what the 49ers are up against. And you're up against a Rams team that has kind of caught their stride and kind of feeling good about themselves. Now, and Odell's found his way. I uh, need my Buffalo Trace up here. Now, we can say, though, that the 49ers, they, if there's a style that can do it, it is the 49ers yes. style. Because you're not going to take them out of it. You're not gonna, they're not going to force them to stop running. Because that's, quite frankly, all they've got. Yeah, no, no, and and the thing about it is, like Shanahan, you know, some coaches like we're a run team, we're a run team, and then things get a little shaky and no. they run from it. No, Shanahan does not care. They're going to keep running the football. It's the Garoppolo effect. I can't well, let too. Jimmy throw the ball. He's going to give it away. So no, we're a running football team. I'd like to be stick, able to throw the ball now and, and again. They stick to it. Yes, and with a variety of guys, Isaiah's turned into a stud, and we know what Debo's capable of. So if there's a style that'll work. That's basically it. Now the nightmare I think for the for the NFL is the 49ers go back to the Super Bowl is boring football. I mean it's it's yeah. it's it's winning football. And the thing about it is Debo is not making 20 million a year. Not yet. Their running back is a 6th round draft pick. He is not making Zeke money. They're they're the guys that they have paid and Garoppolo's contract is super quarterback friendly where we are now. The people that they have paid have been paid in the trenches. They've paid Williams and they paid Bosa. How do you build a team according to Riddick? In the trenches. So again, in my in my humble opinion, you can let my, my you know, I hate to make it all about the Cowboys, but I'm just thinking about their roster and I'm like, you can let Amari walk. You haven't done anything with him. You're paying him $20 million to, and you're leaving in the wild card round. That seems counterproductive to me. Although he is over talented, I think he is a great wide receiver. In the chess match that is conference organization, as college football rounds into what it's going to become, the Big Ten made an announcement yesterday that they're changing the way that their, their conference will be structured in football. Divisions are going away. You will play eight conference games every year. Right now, they're playing nine. Six in the division, three in the conference, but outside of the division. They've opened up an extra out-of-conference game. Uh -huh. That is what the Big Ten has done. The Big 12 took great pride and for the longest time was the only conference that did not have divisions. They played everybody. Hmm. What the Big Ten is doing is changing the way that they're going to play, opening up a conference game. We'll tell you who it'll be open to and why they're doing it coming up next as college football and how it's being played. The gamesmanship for the playoff is now key, almost as important as those stars you get on those multiple signing days. Talking college football next here on R&R &R in the morning. This is San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 94.5 FM.
Everything's bigger in Texas. San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN, AM 1250 and 94.5 FM. This is r in the morning. Rudy J, Rob Thompson, Carl Schoenig. Yep, yep, yep. Dr. Jason Garrett of Arafi is going to be with us in about 30 minutes. The Big Ten made a little bit of news yesterday. They uh, are considering eliminating divisions. And when you read that, you think, ah, you know, what, what does that mean? Well, yeah, the fact of the matter is, it's about money. It all, at the end of the day, it's always about money and uh, prestige. The Big Ten, despite the misnomer of 10 teams, has been, um, there's two, there's two divisions. There's an East and a West. And the way they've got it set up, and they have since 2014, is you play your sixth in the division, like the SEC, and you get to play two or three outside. That that accounted for nine games. Allowed them to go get a couple of paycheck games, maybe a prestige game, one of those that will help you in the long-term rankings, one of those you know schedule them five years from now and you're home-and-home kind of things. Well, the Big Ten has announced that they're going to get away from that, and they're going to go into what the Big 12 used to do. Everybody's going to play eight conference games. That's what they're going to play. And they'll have on a round-robin system. We'll play everybody every year. And they will have a conference championship game. And basically what that will do is it will allow them to have an Ohio State-Michigan for a conference championship game. An Ohio State-Penn uh, State, a Michigan-Penn State. Some of those that were always in the same division that they couldn't get there. Quite frankly, the problem that the SEC has been running into. Absolutely. Yeah, so. But that, that makes some sense. But here's the key here. What's up? What, what they have done strategically over the last two years is signed agreements with both the ACC and the Pac-12 for a preferential scheduling treatment. So while it will eliminate the uh, Bo Diddley Tech paycheck, come and play us at home and we'll write you a million-dollar check. Helps to strength the schedule. It helps their long-term strength the schedule. And more importantly, it puts Michigan playing games in California that aren't the Rose Bowl. It puts Ohio State maybe going to South Carolina and playing Clemson there. While these are national reach programs, it certainly helps to go recruit those areas, telling those kids at some point in your college career, we'll be coming home. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'm a Big Ten team if I'm rushing to play Clemson and USC because on top of Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State. But I get it. But at the same time, it's scary because it's like, it's man, scary. this could end our. This could, you could end your season before it gets started. You know, most of those games are around week two, week three. You know, like Alabama, Texas. Does Alabama? That's no. week two. Alabama coming to, to Austin next year. Week you know, two. it's kind of like it could be demoralizing for one of the two. But they say it's good to lose early. Yes. I think it's – they were strategic in their planning. And I appreciate that because Power Five, you know, it, it still holds some sway. But the fact uh, is the ACC and the Pac-12 are, are – there's, they're only going to have two or three teams that are going to be worth it's it every really year. It's really the power two. It, 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 if, if Clemson doesn't come to the party, it's the power two. SEC Big Ten? Yes. You're not going to include the Big 12 in there? No. Not not anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore, especially with Lincoln Riley leaving and then Texas OU coming to SEC eventually. It's really a power two, which I feel like at some point we just got to do away with it. Power anything and just become one. I don't know. Why would we have power anything? Because we're Does everybody every year just schedule ten games? Yeah. You know, like what are we doing power five? Like if we're gonna go to twelve different teams, what does it matter? If we're gonna go to a twelve team playoff, it's inevitable. It won't matter anyway. 
I think it originates from a combination of funding and the BCS computer, if you remember that, the one that decided that these are the best conferences and these are the best teams and this is the national championship game, which, in all honesty, people might prefer over the college football playoff committee. I hated the computer, but now looking back, the computer was pretty accurate most times. The college environment has changed so ridiculously. Mm-hmm. And it's reflected in where they are going and where they and guys that have been a part of it. Urban Meyer was a king on two campuses, won national championship, and went from that to Jacksonville in the mess that was. Mm-hmm. He's been out of work now, what, about six weeks, eight weeks? Roughly two months. Yeah, let's say two months. He finally opened up. He, he talked with Dan Dockage on a podcast. And talk some interesting about his first stuff year. on there, yeah. We kind of come back. Well, look at what Urban Meyer said. And I don't think it's much of a surprise, but it speaks to the ego that it was a surprise to him. Yeah. Of the things that he had to deal with as a professional coach. We'll stay around the NFL at 930. Uh, the uh, Denver Broncos have a brand new head coach. They went in a direction I don't think a lot of people expected, but they're playing chess, it appears, to lure themselves a quarterback that's been wearing green for a long time. Look at what Denver's doing. Look around the NFL next. Hang around with us. R&R in the morning continues with a whole other hour of goodness. You're on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 94.5 FM. Uh. Rob Thompson, Rudy J. Uh. R&R in the morning. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. Hour three of R&R in the morning begins... Urban Meyer topic of conversation. Dr. Jason Garrett's going to be here in just a couple minutes. Urban Meyer opened up to Dan Dockage, a podcast of his. We don't have the uh, sound, but we do have the quotes. And it was, I cannot recall, a more monumental collapse than Urban Meyer and his eight months of head coaching with the Jacksonville Jaguars. There have been some others that have been terrible from the offing. Nick Saban had a terrible NFL run. It just didn't work. He didn't he coached differently and his it just didn't work. How many how long was he in Miami? Half four years. Okay. I mean that wasn't his last game he got beat like forty to nothing and hightailed to LSU. No, Bama. Bama? Yeah. Because he said I'm yeah. not going to Alabama. That's right. I'm not So it didn't work, but you you wonder why. And it with Urban and head coaches, we all kind of assume you can't be a king anymore, and a king can have everything done, can be a benevolent king, an evil king, evil king, but still a king. Mm-hmm. And when you hear Meyer talk and say, well, you know, I didn't expect the lack of, of availability of the players due to the contractual, you know, the NFL, the players' the, agreements, the number of practice days. The labor and all that. agreement, yeah. So he was accustomed to play. He said, you know, typically if I was going to run a play in a game, we'd practice at a minimum of 12 snaps. I I mean, we'd at least practice it during the week. In the league, you get it to do it twice. You get maybe two snaps, and you got to move on. The amount of time that he used to spend with his quarterback was hours a day. Now it's, you know, none at all. There might be a day he doesn't even see his quarterback. He's with his quarterback's coach. And the, the 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 management of the team side, he didn't ha- expect to have to deal with. And he thought that he was going to arrive in Jacksonville and knowing, you know, 75% of coaching in college is recruiting. Yes. And that goes away. And I think Urban thought, well, if I don't have to recruit and I can just focus on coaching, my life will be so much better. 
But that was not the case even close because while you're not recruiting, you're still managing your roster. Mm-hmm. And you got a hundred some odd guys. And as he arrived, they have even more roster movement because they've expanded the prox- the roster size with the uh, practice squad. And he said he underestimated the speed of the game, which I don't see well, how that's he, the thing I don't that's under- I'm like, what? How? We all know the speed changes. And it's not like he shouldn't have been surprised because I don't care how, with every progress progression in any sport, that next level is X times faster, bigger, stronger. Mm-hmm. From middle to high, from high to college, college to pro, whatever it is, it is an eye-opener. Yeah, when you're right there looking at it. But, and I think he also lost the room when he brought Tebow in as the circus. And that's the move of a king. Yeah, it's like, bro, this isn't a circus. Like, this is big boy football. We got guys that are really trying to get paid. We got five tight ends here at camp. And you bring a guy in that hasn't played on the football field in eight years to play a position he's never played. It's stupid. Like, it's it, just, it just automatically makes guys not take you serious. Exactly. And then all the stories that come out. But he is really Urban Meyer and the um, biblical, epic, awful failure that it was. There's not a single college coach being mentioned for any gig. Now, Harbaugh is still kind of always going to float out there because he was a pro guy. But even he seems to be distant on the on the on the list of potential candidates for all of these nine teams. Right. It's remarkable. There it used to be every year Saban was always mentioned, Meyer was always in, mentioned, Harbaugh, whatever. Jimbo the, was mentioned this year with Jim, LSU. But the, the well, I'm just talking about college coaches going to the NFL. Oh, NFL. Got Damn, you. Th- have uh, you seen one college Lincoln Riley was connected to the NFL? Yeah. But they're not this year. There are nine openings and there's not a single college coach even being mentioned as a as a semifinalist. I think these GMs are like, all right, let's we're going to take a break from these college guys. If Urban can't get it done, Saban can't get it done, let's take a break. And let's the, revisit this in a few years. The quintessential college coach. Now, I think Harbaugh could come back. Uh, yeah, because he's done it. Yeah, I think he's I think he's a better NFL coach than college actually. What do you think that the the Kingsbury experiment has done? I think it had Dude, I think yeah, I'm I, you know what? I am so shocked that when you look at and it's been broken down a few times. His second half of the season collapses all the way back to Tech. All the way back to Tech, even this year. The way he finishes seasons, I cannot believe it. His seat's not even warm. The day they lost, I was like, yo, in my humble opinion, Kingsbury should be gone. If not gone, his seat should be hot. And we're not talking about anything. And he has had, just go look it up. The second half of the season, all the way back to Texas Tech, Kingsbury cannot get a team to respond in the second. Once, pretty much once everyone is caught up and there's enough film on them, it's over for them in the second half. And there's no rumblings. I guess good looks go a long way. And Kyler Murray likes them. Why do you think that? Do you think it's the offense that he runs gets scouted? That you know you yeah, play him the like, first time and he runs by you, and yeah. then the next time I'm ready for you. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. But the fran- the face of the franchise loves him. And maybe that was they, they thought would be the difference because Kyler is a bit of a wild card. Because if Kingsbury is not in Arizona, I don't think he's the number one overall pick. I think Kingsbury is like, oh, I like him for my offense. Because they had just took Josh Rosen. <laughs> another another collapse on the on the likes of the Urban Meyer. But we, this is what I was ask you, Robin. I guess we could forward it. We'll play it like later nine thirty. The question I wanted to ask you at nine thirty. 
if you don't land Aaron Rodgers at Denver and you hired this guy, <laughs> did you hire this guy just to land Aaron? And if so, what happens if you don't get him? Uh, his name like, is Deshaun just, Watson. <laughs> then you just you go down the line. <laughs> I think so, man. Okay, well, we'll talk about it at nine thirty. But I just want you to think about that. Like hiring somebody to get somebody is a dangerous game. Paul Hackett's boy Nathaniel Hackett has been hired by the Denver yeah. Broncos to take over the team and the offense. We'll talk about it at nine thirty. Now, Nathaniel Hackett has spent some time in Green Bay. Was the offensive coordinator for one Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers and Nathaniel Hackett are very close friends. Aaron Rodgers' girlfriend, wifestress, uh, fiance, the actress, lives or is from Boulder, Colorado. You put oh. the dots together. We'll try to do the same at 930. But before we do that, there's so much going on in the world of sports that we got to get you caught up on. Carl's got them. Let's do it. It's called the 411 in the 210. Here's the 411 in the 210. Headline 2. It's official, gentlemen. About 10 minutes ago at 9.01 a.m., Ben Roethlisberger at underscore Big Ben 7. He needs to work on that Twitter name. Announces his retirement. We all knew it was coming, but, you know, he had to make a Twitter post about it. Good for Ben. First ballot. Oh, absolutely. Two chips, three years. Two trips, three bowls. Great career couple of off the field missteps but after that he kind of cleaned it up nothing but good things to say about big ben probably a year late but you know get it all out your system and i think nothing this year props for ben. was a favor to the steelers oh okay. i think the steelers did him a favor and re-signed him a couple years gave him some money they did i mean look what they did for ryan shazier mm-hmm. pittsburgh they're just a, they're just a well-ran organization and they'll be you spoke of the missteps. Yeah, there's, that should always be part of but what no, Ben Roethlisberger was. Really. We have to remember that that was if that had occurred at any other point in this day and age, there would be no Ben Roethlisberger. We wouldn't have this conversation. Yeah, he would have got. They would have been forced to release him just off of just um, off of that pressure. Was, that was right. terrible, and uh, we look at things very differently now. Um, first ballot Hall of Famer, no question. Mm-hmm. And therein lies the difference from the NFL and Major League Baseball. Yeah. Moving on. I mean, Good moving stuff, on in man. every sense. We knew it was coming. It, it was time for him to go. Uh, it, I think he looked at the game. He knew he was done. And he can leave knowing full well, I gave everything I had. And everything. I think that's the easiest way to retire. Like, that literally, take is on E, Rob. E, E. It's done. And I yeah. think Brady never reached the E, and I think that's why it's going to be more difficult for him to make yeah, this decision. For sure. Moving on. Headline one. Shaquille O'Neal criticizes Ben Simmons and says Joel Embiid should win MVP. His quote is, I hate when y'all cry over spilt milk. To me, the other guy is a good player, but he ain't all that great. What's his average? 18? Next man up. Cool. Who's the best player with me now? Who can average 18? That gentleman's name is Tobias Harris. I'd rather play with Tobias Harris anyway. He has heart. He ain't going to quit in the fourth quarter. He's going to shoot him in, you know, and even though he's shooting a bad percentage from the free throw line, the other guy, forget him. That's what we got. The other guy, don't worry about (laughs) He don't want to be here. He ain't got there. Forget him. I want Tobias Harris. And then O'Neal was asked if Joel Embiid should win the MVP award. He says... I just hope Joe don't get penalized over the last 10 to 15 years. It's been clear to me the definition of most valuable player is, does he have your vote right now? 
he does have my vote, but there's some cuckoos like Charles Barkley and Kenny Smith that say, oh, this team has a better record, so this guy's MVP. I always thought most valuable player was a singular award, which means you're the baddest guy in the league, and the baddest guy in the league right now is Joel Embiid. I don't, I don't right now, at, at this point, I don't disagree with that. Big man He's love. phenomenal. He's just a big He wants a, wants a five, wants a center to win him. He doesn't feel like the big man gets any love anymore in the NBA. Yeah, he's the MVP run. I have no question no, about it. No, I don't it. have a problem with uh, that. I don't look at Ben Simmons quite the same way. You I don't say, think it's as bad as Shaq made it seem? Yeah. I mean, still 6'10". No, one, no team has ever gotten better losing a guy like Ben Simmons. They, they've they've treaded water quite well. I'm not saying that uh, the sum is greater than their parts, but I think that at the end of the day, yeah. when Philly doesn't win a title... They'll regret not making a move. I think at the end of the day, at the end of this year, when they get outed in the conference finals or the semis, because they don't have enough, they're going to regret not making a move and having the guys, because you just don't get these windows very often. Ask Jerry. Great point. Moving on. Headline Zero. After a turbulent season, the Cleveland Browns quarterback Baker Mayfield quits social media. He's gone MIA when it comes to social media, saying Tuesday night after his turbulent season with the Browns, he's quitting all platforms until further notice. Quote, getting off all social media for the foreseeable future, the Browns quarterback said, got to do what's best to focus on me, my family, and my loved ones. Appreciate the support. Time to get right. <laughs> I always, I always <laughs> scratch that my- out. Yeah, I always scratch my head. I think it was Instagram. Oh, okay. I scratch my head at the announcing your leave. Yeah. If you just go dark, you just go dark. But I guess you just want your fans to know, I guess. I mean, when you got that many fans, I guess you're supposed to let them know. But it's weird when you tell people, I'm going to be off the grid for a while. See y'all later. Well, I guess, no, I, I guess I you just, do. You know what you do have to tell them? Because people tag why? you and stuff. and Because the way social media works, like some some people you deal with, you only communicate with them there. Okay. If I'm only communicating through you there, I'm probably, you know, I'm not going to miss you. <laughs> but so you're not going to miss me. But, but I, it's weird. But again, now that I think about it more and more, I get it. You got people that look forward to your posts, look forward. I get it. it. I guess. It is the passive aggressive look at me. Wow. It is. If you're announcing that you're leaving, you still want attention. If you're saying, I, you know what, I, I'm, I'm tired of oh, all the attention, so I'm, I want one last bit of your attention, so I'm going to tweet out that I'm not going to be tweeting anymore. That yeah. drives me nuts. You got to get ready for that franchise. He'll be tag. back on. He'll be back on sooner than later. That's the four one one and a two one up. Thanks, Carl. Uh, Dr. Jason Garrett is joining us right now. It's time for our weekly injury update, brought to you by Rossi. Don't. Uh, Leave your life in pain. Call Dr. Garrett and his many different associates around San Antonio and the country. Get yourself fixed. Dr. Garrett, welcome aboard. How is your morning? Uh, morning's going pretty good. Didn't expect the 30s this morning, but I'll take it. It's better than, uh, than rainy and... It was rainy, I guess. strangely <laughs> cold. I didn't expect it either. Yeah. And, and let's bring up something. As I was kind of surprised by how cold it was. And there is a. I have a runner in my neighborhood who runs. I see her every morning. And uh, this morning, I saw her running in shorts, and I thought, man, it's cold out here, and she's in shorts. When when you're getting up and, and you're going to do some physical activity in the cold, 
what do you need to do? Is, is there anything you need to do differently in prep? Mm. Is it just your typical stretching? Or do you need to know a little bit more before you do your morning run or your morning workout? Uh, the, the goal really is to just make sure that everything is warmed up. So don't go, you know, at your normal, say, say normally you run at 60 degrees, 50 degrees, and you just start off at a good six to eight minute pace, whatever your pace is. If it's freezing like that, start a lot slower until everything feels nice and warmed up because the temperature doesn't really matter. Once your muscles are warmed up, you're not going to get cold. You just got to make sure you warm them up a little more than usual before you start going after it. Did we talk to you about Miami? Did we? I think we did, right? Did we ask you about Miami, Doc? I can't remember. Did I tell you about the swimmer that almost went missing? No. See, this is what I'm saying. So what happened? CrossFit games, I'll tell you. For those that missed it, Doc was out of Miami because he was out there doing the CrossFit game as he normally does. Oh, yeah, because you told us the the normal injury was. But what happened with the swimmer? Yeah, so this is a huge event, right? There's teams out there. There's teams of three women, teams of three men, all age groups. So close to 3,000 athletes. It's a gigantic event. And they had a swim event where you had to jump off a dock into deep water, only swim about 250 meters, but it's open water, so it's, it's deep. And the event was running a little bit long, and it got dark. So they get all the swimmers in the water. They all come out, and then you know they're doing the head count. They're like, um, we're missing, we're missing a swimmer, we're missing a female swimmer. And then everybody locks down, freaks out. They get rescue divers out there, flashlights, shut what? the whole event down. Yeah. So it turns out she ended up kind of having a panic attack before, got in a little fight with her teammates, and bailed and didn't tell anybody. So literally. You've got rescue swimmers out there, people thinking someone drowned and died, all because someone threw a little temper tantrum and, and stormed off. So she wasn't even in the water. She had just left the competition. Yeah, but the whole, I mean, it was a like all hands on deck, everyone panicking, trying to find this person who drowned wow. in the water. That is a sinking feeling for sure. Yeah, man hours, manpower. As we come into the division weekend or the conference championship weekend, injuries aren't playing a huge role. But when you saw what happened last week, and I have a question regarding Derrick Henry and what it takes to become a 100% athlete. You know, he had come off the, uh, he had a, a plate in his foot. Was it called of, Liz Frank? He had a Liz Frank injury, which, you know, that's not untypical, but the comeback time was really remarkable. When you're overseeing the rehab process for a guy like Derrick Henry, and I, they showed, they made a, a huge point, did the Titans, of showing him working out previous, and the players were all talking about how explosive he looked. But what's the difference between being, uh, you know, moderately in shape and being in football shape? And why what, is it so difficult to transition from the workout to the game? Does that make some sense? Because he, he looked like he was in great shape, but what we saw was not the Derrick Henry that we remembered. Yeah, and some of that is he might have been physically really healthy or as healthy as he's going to be. But physically healthy and game healthy are two different things. He missed a lot of games, a lot of practice time. Just the, the rhythm of the game is a big difference. You could be somewhat injured but playing in all games and perform way better than someone who's not injured at all who's been out for a little while. And just your rhythm, your timing, everything gets off a little bit. Your cutbacks, you know, trying to ram into somebody like you normally do because he usually just bowls over people. All those things play a big impact, more so from being out for so long, not so much the pain he was enduring. So I don't think he had a lot of pain. I think he was pretty explosive. He just didn't seem to be there from a rhythm standpoint. Um. I don't know what you think about this. I know the other day, Clay, Clay Thompson is back. Now they came and said they, they put, they rested him for two games because they said he had knee soreness. Now his ACL injury doc was 2019. His ACL was 2019 soreness. You, you feel like this was just rest or, or could you really have soreness in an ACL injury from 
no, it's 2020, 2020 or 2019. I can't remember, but regardless, it was a long time ago for him to have knee soreness. Is that normal? Two years later, or is that you think that was just? I think he's always got knee soreness. <laughs> yeah, so Rob's Rob's pretty much right. Assuming he had no no knee surgery, no knee injuries, there's a good chance you play NBA basketball. You're that tall. You're playing on hard court. You're going to have knee soreness. Now you add in the fact that he had a major surgery. Even though ACL surgeries are really good, and they say your knee is stronger than it ever was, that's a total lie. Your knee is never as good as it was before. Mm. You have a screw in there. You've got some incisions, some scar tissue. Probably tore some meniscus. So arthritis is going to set in a little bit earlier you're always going to have a little bit more pain and kind of rapid arthritis than someone who didn't have their knee cut open. So uh, I would say it's probably related to the ACL, but then again, it just could be wear and tear and the NBA season going on. It sounds like a good excuse to rest, but I, I, yeah, the knee source, I imagine, especially coming back now, and it seems like this is just about the right time for it to happen. You know, he's got about a three, four weeks of hardcore grinding going on and you start to get that wear and tear and suddenly when you're going through rehab, you're sore, and then the soreness goes away, and then you rehab it again, and it's sore, and it goes away. Now he's getting to the point where it don't go away. You know, yeah. <laughs> it just, just kind of consistently hurts. Uh, one last thing regarding the football weekend. Um, when we look at what the, with Green Bay Packers and uh, A.J. Dillon dealing with a, a broken rib, now there's not a lot of mm. rehab you can do. But in your experience in pain management, what can you do to kind of level the pain out without having to deal with the toradols and all the other things that you know are going to be part of the pregame prep? But what can you do or can you do anything physically to protect a broken rib other than just deadening the pain? Yeah, deaden the pain. They put a little body armor on, additional over the area. But, I mean, no matter what, if he gets hit there, it's going to hurt like crazy. So the toradol, the pain medication – and the game time adrenaline is what's going to get them through. There's a lot of guys, I mean, look at Drew Brees in the past who had punctured lung and broken ribs and played several games with that. The adrenaline is pretty amazing in that type of atmosphere. You can do a lot of things. Now, after the game, he's going to be in excruciating pain. It's going to be hard to breathe. Sleeping's going to be a nightmare. He's not going oh. to rest well. So it's just going to be a matter of letting that thing hopefully heal over four to six weeks to where he can be fully recovered without breaking it more in the meantime or puncturing a lung, which is always a risk. Favorite restaurant in Miami? Oh, man, I don't know. We didn't get the chance to eat a whole lot because we didn't get done until 10 p.m. Here's a, I'll give you, Rudy, you're going to love this. Okay. Because, you know, I try to eat a little healthier most I times. I know, yeah. Uh, my, de- my degenerate coworkers got me to eat at Taco Bell two nights in a row. <laughs> what? <laughs> They're not yeah. going to let you back in the CrossFit no, building. You you that Taco Bell? <laughs> two <laughs> nights in a row? Well, you know what? Yeah, it's 10 at night. At yeah, it's 10 <laughs> at night. What can you do? I guess most nice restaurants are closed by then. And you're beat. You just want to get something and get back to the room, I would guess. So what you I'm get? pretty sure we broke, we broke the record for most things ordered. It was like, all right, we'll take uh, six of these. No, we'll take 10 of those. No, let's do a 12-pack. Let's do a 24-pack. And it was like... It was hey, hey, Doc, like they're, they're used to that. <laughs> Taco Bell's used to that. dollars $200. <laughs> I don't know how many tacos you can get for 200, but you can get a lot. That's a lot of tacos. (laughs) He is Dr. Jason Garrett, a Rosti all around San Antonio. He stops by and tells us how to keep ourselves in shape. And then when you're hurt, make sure you're calling an Rosti provider around San Antonio. They'll get you back in the game in a remarkably short amount of time. Uh, Dr. Garrett, thanks so much for stopping by. We'll look forward to speaking with you next. Appreciate it, Doc. Thanks, guys. Later. Thank you. Dr. Jason Garrett and a drive-thru at a Taco Bell (laughs) in Miami at 2 a.m. There, there, still I think, keeps his abs. I, I think they're accustomed to those late night orders, but I can't imagine they've had more fit people come through than uh, that crew that he was with. Yeah.
Hey, coming back, let's look at what Denver has done. They made a, a big move this morning. If you're just joining us, they have a brand new head coach. His name is not Dan Quinn. And there's an Aaron Rodgers angle to it that must be discussed. NFL and R&R, no better combo unless you include it with San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 94.5 FM. R&R in the morning. San Antonio Sports Star. Hey, remember, we're under a week. You're going to wake up on February the 1st, and if you're... Still dialed into 94.5 FM. You're going to hear some great music. You will. It'll be coming from uh, one of our great stations here in the cluster, the app. But you won't be hearing us. And that's really the goal. So make sure you go put 103.3 in your radio. Talk to your smart speaker and make sure your San Antonio sports star is ready to turn on. So you don't have to do that kind of stuff. But when you get in the car, 103.3 will be our designation. Bigger stick, you're going to hear us further into the into the hill country. Here is further west. We're we're excited about it, but we need to make sure you come with us because if a bigger stick, nobody's listening, doesn't do any good. So on uh, the first of February, we will be officially one hundred three three, and uh, quite excited about uh, going there. Uh, we wake this morning. The Denver Nuggets uh, began the, uh, I guess the, uh, the 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 the. I think there's going to be a run on hiring coaches. Now, there's always the lag between the now and the Super Bowl. Oh, the Denver Broncos. Okay. Yeah, yeah the, you said that's the Nuggets. Nuggets. Yeah, I'm it's sorry. all good. It's all the good. The Denver Broncos hired like, a coach Whoa. this morning. Okay, Nathaniel go ahead. Hackett, they hired him away from Green Bay, is the new head coach of the Denver Broncos. Uh, Hackett was the OC, uh, very much involved with Aaron Rodgers and the Lafleur offense, and a very close cohort, as you can be, uh, with Aaron Rodgers. And obviously, with that hiring, it begs some questions. Yeah, it begs some questions. The first question is the question the enemy always gets. So why 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 that why no tech, why no questions about Hackett? Like we all know Lafleur is calling the plays. Like it's he's walking around. He got the 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 what is it? The Chacho's little menu. He's the one that's always running his mouth. Yet he gets hired without the. Well, is that Andy Reid's offense? Is that is that Lafleur's offense? Like Hackett? Who? So no be enemy questions for Hackett. Just like oh yeah, even though we know it's Lafleur. Even though we know it's Andy, but the enemy gets the Andy questions. No questions like that for Hackett. Yeah, but Whatever. But the enemy's the not about, good friends with Aaron Rodgers. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. See, Denver's playing a dangerous game, but I like it because I'm a gambler. I'm a gambler. I like to gamble. So it could blow up in their face. Because again, if if Hackett has to do take Teddy Bridgewater, <laughs> it ain't gonna work. I don't care who it is, but you be playing a dangerous game if you don't land Aaron and you hired this guy just because of that. Or they maybe they hired him because they really think he's going to be the coach for the next 10 years. You know, we have this discussion about hiring coaches and what, what, what the, the mentality of franchises are. Right. And Denver is a defensive franchise. With Elway, you think with Peyton, you think they're defense. Even well, the year they won the Super Bowl, they had the, one of the best defenses we've ever seen—the no fly zone. Right. And when Elway was winning Super Bowls, they had really good the Orange Crush. They had right. the Orange Crush. It, the mentality. You know there what? I never thought about that. Is, right? is a defensive fly to the ball mentality. And I'm not saying you can't change that. Right. But what sells tickets, and also what works in the environs you play in. 
Denver is not the nicest place to play a lot of times. You got it's as cold there, colder than it is in Denver and, and, Bob, and Green, Buffalo, and then you got to deal with the air you side know, of things. I, I think I think Rob because what's ailed them has been offense. They're like, we got to give it a shot. And I think after, they had Vance Joseph and, defense. They had Vic Fangio and defense. And if it didn't work with Fangio, it ain't going to work. You know, so it's like, you know what? Let's give offense a try. So I, I appreciate swinging for the fences. And it's not LaFleur, like you just said. It's That's LaFleur's offense. Whatever. And, it, and it's both. Hackett does something. I'm being funny because of the Benny situation. I know he does something. I'm just saying he didn't get those questions. But the chase begins. It is obvious that this is Aaron Rodgers, that they, they're making it well known that they're financially positioned. To go make a deal for Aaron Rodgers. So this will be twice they go after the old guy and try to get a, a quick, cheap ring. If they manage to land Rodgers after they got Peyton Manning, it will. they need to just set up the NFL retirement yeah. community for quarterbacks. Two. I mean, they went to two Super Bowls with Peyton. One of them, they just got obliterated. But the other, you know, they beat Cam Newton and the Panthers. That would be... And then again, I didn't know his fiance was from Boulder until Carl told me this morning, right before we were going on air. I guess that's something. I, what, I, I heard it on KJ and Max. She lives in Boulder right now. She actually lives there. That, that's what I heard on uh, the show. You know, when we're, when, we're, when we're googly-eyed, we do stuff like that. When, when, you know what I mean? Like when we you really, think Aaron has ever been googly-eyed? Yes. You think, the, okay. dude, it was only because, dude, he proposed to her in like three weeks. Uh, that's true. Uh, you know what I mean? I don't that's remember. True. It was quick. That's true. Because he, he broke up with Mun. What was her name? Olivia Munn, yeah. Olivia Munn, and then next thing you know, he's engaged to this young lady. And when you know, when you head over heels and it's the honeymoon phase, like, well, maybe I can get traded to Denver, baby. Wouldn't that be awesome? Well, it fits the narrative that he signs. Now, we were really felt like it had come down to Denver and Chicago for the Dan Quinn hiring. <sighs> Y'all make you and you and Pledge making me not want Quinn, not because it's not the right fit, I but just because somebody ha- who. Okay, so then. Then the OC and the QB coach become vital. If we're gonna go Quinn, the OC and the QB coach are Without you got to go strong because you 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 got to develop fields. And I think that that's the the argument about making sure that there's some continuity for a young quarterback is value is valuable. I Y'all agree. Me, Look at yeah, what's man, to Trevor y'all messed my mind up yesterday because yesterday I was like, yeah, I like Quinn, yeah, Quinn, Quinn, Quinn. Then you're like, well, is he gonna develop fields? I was like, oh, but I don't know. And he, when I hear the argument from Bear fan saying, you know, we haven't had a quarterback in, since <laughs> since had, Bobby Lane and back in the 50s. To. You know why? Because you're a defensive franchise and quarterback has been a secondary consideration. That the, that the idea for Chicago to win for their fans has always been, even before 85, was Dick Butkus and the Bears, the Man, monsters hard, of the midway. Hard-nosed football. And then you get the 85 Bears. It, it's just a matter of who they are. I, that's why I think Dan Quinn Whoa. would be a spectacular hire. But you are sacrificing some continuity for Fields. You are. You're gonna if you are if Dan Quinn does his job perfectly, he will hire a defensive or an offensive coordinator that'll come in and whisper to Fields and turn him into a rock star and turn him into Kyler Murray or Herbert or whoever the second year studs are and do such a good job that he'll get hired away. That's that's best case scenario for Dan Quinn. So if you know that's coming, well, you just kind of build in. Well, what we're going to hang our hat in is we're going to develop fields. But the fact of the matter is I'm spending money on my defense. Hmm. So I think Quinn would be a, a, a great hire. And right now, 
as as the Sean Payton thing kind of goes on in the background, Dan Quinn's asking price is still pretty high, even though Denver has already hired somebody. With Payton sitting out this year, is Quinn the hottest commodity? It seems that way. He's been the only one that I've heard of being called back for so second multiple interviews. For, teams. For, yeah, for multiple teams. So former Super Bowl coach. Uh, probably the assistant coach of the year. He took a, a defensive uh, a, on from the Cowboys that was as biblically bad, like worst in NFL history, kind of bad, and took him to the middle of the middle of the of the pack and taught a team how to get some turnovers that had not understood how to do that in twenty years. Yeah. So I think all the uh, all the hype is is warranted. I think he deserves to go get the gig, but. Jerry's stuck here going, what am I going to do with Peyton? Is he coming now? Is he coming later? What am I going to do in the meantime? What if Peyton doesn't come? And Dan Quinn is the most obvious next for the Cowboys. I think that we might see something akin to what happened with Jason Garrett, where he gets suddenly elevated in a paycheck to assistant head coach and, you know, defensive coordinator, uh, you know, whatever it might be to keep him around just in case. And then that puts McCarthy in just another bizarre situation. But I think the, the Bears would be crazy. I think they should hire Dan Quinn today. And someone brought up Ryan Day. And again, if Urban Meyer hadn't just failed miserably, yes, I've been saying, look, Ryan and Justin have a great relationship, but right now, college coaches are on, on suspension. Yeah. If you're an owner, are you hiring a college coach? <laughs> right now, I, I, I think, I think that would work because Ryan has that relationship with Justin, but it's just right now you can't trust those guys. And. If you're going to come out of college, you need to be like Kingsbury and known for something. I don't know what Ryan Day is known Not for. Ryan Day is known what known for what Urban Meyer was. Running a spectacular program and being the king of Ohio State and all things I want to do. And if I get done, and if you'll let me do that, I'll put you in contention every year. Yeah. But you just don't get to do that. Urban Meyer couldn't take the Ohio State and the Florida mentality to, to a pro team. It's just not the same. Right. And Day, shoot, do something, man. I'm not sure what Brian Day has done to be considered for anything. What do you mean? He's he living a- off. Of, yeah, but aren't weren't all those Urban Myers guys? And this year you lose to Oregon at home. Do something, Ryan Day. I'm not going to hire you. Lost to Michigan too. And you, yeah, you got run away from by an average Michigan team. You had far more talent than Michigan had. So Ryan Day, this my is- immediate choice was Harbaugh, but it doesn't look like there's any traction there. No, because he was a bear. He understands that football. He understands that brand, but looks like he wants to see this Michigan thing through for whatever reason. Well, the, never going to be Georgia or Alabama, but whatever. We're going to tell you what to cheer for. Look forward to halftime and the blitz when we come back. R and R in the morning continues here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, and soon 103.3 FM. This is Joe Reinagle. Drive home with Jason Minix and me today at 4, ESPN 1250 and 94.5 FM. R&R in the morning continues. He's Rudy, I'm Rob. So I'm sitting at home last night jumping between Ozark, Spurs, college basketball. Okay. Had my phone up. Okay. I see a picture of Rudy J, Natalie attired in scarf. Sitting, watching models walking by. What, what are you doing? Um, my wife owns a, a mobile boutique. It's women's clothes, accessories called uh-huh. Chic in Motion, but it's spelled Chick in Motion, but it's pronounced Chic in Motion. So um, they had a fashion show last night. Her and a few other boutiques, designers, 
all got together, you know, got my, I don't know, maybe 12, 13 models and they all, you know, wear everyone's clothes. And it was a good event. Like I've been to some that weren't as good, you know, not great turnouts. Last night was like a sellout and it was a great time, man. It was a great event. You so know, my wife has been runway. You got models walking. Yeah. My wife's been planning her outfits. Cause it was a, it was called spring forward. Uh -huh. So it was, you showing your boutiques were showing off their spring fashion. So, which it's, it's a pain because it's like, Dude, we're in the winter and you're trying to sell your winter stuff, but then you got to go and buy as a boutique and as a business, you got to go and buy eight different looks for the spring. Why eight? Because the eight models that they wanted her to Oh, there you go. Okay. They, well, eight models they wanted her to dress. And then, but see, after the show, then they're still, you still stuck with, you got, you still have to move those clothes. <laughs> right. You got to sell those things. <laughs> you still got to sell those clothes. So while a great event and I think, you know, it's her passion. She loves it. So eats do you know what's breezy. going on? I mean, when you yeah. sit there, what are you looking for? I mean, when I see the models walk by and you see people looking like, are they looking at? Is this, it's got to be aesthetically pleasing to me. Uh, I was there, Rudy, Philip Garcia. Wow. Didn't know that. Do you, do you applaud when the models go yeah, by? Yeah, of course. Oh, you, so I, I, but I like, there's certain ones I like, not models, uh, certain outfits oh, okay. that I like better. Was it only women's? Were there, were there men? There were some men there. there I mean, men like there. men's clothes. Yeah, there was a couple, it was like an athletic uh, uh, clothing leisure look. Yeah, and then there's like this bow tie company. They sell these bow ties with the like, chains. Um, and then there's some women that also design men's clothes. My wife is just women's uh -huh. uh, uh, clothes and accessories, though. But it's a good time, man. It's like uh, my wife also has a boutique. Well, shout out to you, Philip. Are you going to represent in, in L.A.? We're going to have to. I had no idea. See, you, I can't dress. You, you were attending fashion shows. See, like yesterday, like what was it? Okay, that was Wednesday. So like Monday, she's like, what are you wearing? What are you going to wear? You're representing me. What are you going to wear? What are you going to wear? Are you going to the mall? Are you going to the mall? Are you going to the mall? Like, yes. I was like, first of all, and I said this. I was like, first of all, I am farther along in my life and my career then anybody's going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> true that. So what true I that. wear doesn't matter. That's true. But it does matter because I'm representing you her. You look good. You had a scarf on. Yeah, you, like, know, I, you know, I, I, every now and then I clean up. Well, every now and then I get lucky with an outfit. But for the most part, I'm not I'm not too good at it, man. I'm not, you know, I, I love fashion, though. I love men's fashion. Like, I love certain outfits on certain guys. Like, I, I love all the NBA guys and stuff. I can't do it, but I love it. But I just can't always like figure out what I want to do. When was the last time you got home to uh, Anna buying you a shirt or buying you something? She like doesn't. His? Right. She doesn't because she knows. She knows better because she buys things that you don't like. Or... Right. I'm just too. I'm just too picky, particular, and I have to try. She knows I try everything on. Mm -hmm. oh, she wow. knows that. Like I have to because certain brands one X, two X are different. Certain brands thirty eight, thirty six are different. You know what I mean? So it's like I have to try it on. So she just stopped shopping for me. Unless it's like so a t-shirt from Ross. But like a nice shirt to go out in, she knows I have to go on my own. And I have and she can't, she's not allowed to follow me. Oh, you have to do it. Oh, okay. I don't want her following me around and picking and then she and I and I don't come out of the dressing room. I will come out and let you know it either worked or it didn't. But I'm not coming out like a ten year old and standing in front of my mom like, how does it look? I'm a grown ass man. I will stay in the dressing room and I will let you know if it worked or not. I'm not coming out of the dressing room like I'm a child. I'm, no, I'll walk happening. around the whole store and what I've tried on. If I walk in there, and <laughs> are you serious? Man, I'm not going to take my clothes off, Rob, put them back on, and then walk back serious? out and go get something else and take so my clothes off. So you walking around and If then... I put on something and it don't fit, I'm walking out with that on. I'm going to go get what fits. You're kidding, right? No. 
but you know what? It's actually work smarter, not harder. It's actually genius, but I've never done that. I shoot, I have no compunction. I hate trying on stuff. So you walking out there with the Levi's that don't fit? Like, okay, I, yeah, let I, me go I, get the ones that do. I walk out with it. Yes, I'm no shoes on, just it's, walking it's, around. It's like, actually smart, but I've never done that. You'll get help quickly. You start roaming around with their clothes on. They're coming like, can we help you, sir? Yes. See, my dumbass dumb gets all the way back dressed, then goes back out. Now, the one thing I do, do I leave the clothes that don't fit in the dressing room. Oh, but That's yeah. not my job. That's Yeah, that's sorry. I love y'all. No, you know why? Because I can't is fold you it the way you want it. Yeah, I leave it in the dressing room. And I'm I, not coming I, back out and putting it I'll back put where it I found it. Yeah, I'll put it on the hanger, but I'm leaving it in the dressing room. That, that fancy folding, I won't do. No, I'm not doing that. Now, we do have some uh, soirees to attend next week. I know. I got to go get some stuff. Well, I mean, I don't I'm know. Not, again, I'm not, I'm not going to get, I'm not going to be Michael Irvin, but I'm also not going to be, well, I'm not going to wear, like, I wear sweats to work every day. Well, th- this is a unique Super Bowl for us because it's, a, a, I guess Miami was better weather. But normally, when you're heading off into the Super Bowl, it's cold, and I'm wearing clothes. I only wear when it's bitter cold. Yeah. Now we kind of get to. There's a represent. few events though where we have to look at least decent, right? Yeah. We're having new jackets made. We're going to look like the uh, Reservoir Dogs. Are we going to wear them all at the same time? I, I know you hate that. I, I do. <laughs> We're not going to don our colors. Are we going to be? Are we going to all be twinsies? But I think at some point we all need to uh, wear the garment. It looks good. I'm just not about the. Uh, See, the high today in L.A. is 73. Sunny. My kind of weather. You know, in August when it's the same, 73 and sunny. Yes, true. It has a whole different feel because then we're leaving 110. Mm-hmm. Weather's nice. Don't forget, halftime's going to be here at, uh, before you know it, noon. Michael and Menace will take you through two hours of pop culture, nostalgia, and sports. <laughs> that word. Uh, we saw that the the uh, Urban Cowboy got a B-plus in the Michael Jimenez, and I saw that he is searching for another movie for next week. He does it every Wednesday. It's worth a listen because the guy never saw any movies. I don't know why. Officer and a gentleman's on the list. That's all I know. Halftime at noon, the Blitz at four. Get your pictures in so Jason Menix and Joe can give you a $50 gift card to Tri-County Meat Market. Rudy and I can watch the film. Practice really, really hard. Come back tomorrow and do better. Thanks for hanging with us. We'll see you there.